All right, everybody. Welcome back to A Certain Point of View here on a Sunday evening, and we are live. It is uh, POV number 51. I haven't said number number of episode in a while, and that felt very strange. I don't know why I said that, but I said it. Okay, we're back. It is a Sunday. It is okay. Uh, we made it 51 episodes, which is awesome, but we're going to continue on here on the, on the, on the channel. And uh, the whole crew is here, and we have a really exciting show tonight to, uh, to discuss. We have some really cool rookies coming on as well. Um, plus, we're going to be getting to the obvious free agent chaos that happened on Friday. Um, you know, some, some stuff was expected, some stuff was not expected. And we'll be getting into that a little bit later on the show, around the 6.45 or so. Um, so stay tuned for that. But we do have some really cool rookies to talk to, like I mentioned um, up top, and we're going to have Lacey Gillerin and Jacoby Bancroft with us. Um, one of them singles and teams, one of them Star Wars. Uh, so we get a little different perspective there. But before we get to them, uh, crew, how are we doing on the Sunday? Everyone good? Yeah. Wow that 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 was not good. <laughs> I feel like I need to be that co- like that teacher in high school again. Okay, we're gonna run. We're gonna run back one more time. One more time. Crew, okay. how's everybody doing today? We're good, Mister Berlin. I. <laughs> I do that. I don't make them do it anymore. So I was just waiting for you guys to say something because I I'm I'm tired. It's a Sunday. <laughs> I, a Sunday. I played D and B today, so I was day drinking and so <sighs> now I got day tired drinking. and now I'm now I'm trying to pick it back up. It's East Coast, it's nine o'clock. Let's all I did today was on RuPaul's drag race and 90 day fiance. That's all I did today. <laughs> Hmm. All I did. It was. I mean, it was solid. I I got raisin canes, so that was kind of neat. That was cool. Uh, Watch some RuPaul. <laughs> yes. You found you found out why you found out why we have all these. Stars. I did get a new camera. Look how fancy and HG Molly is now. I know it's it's a little alarming to see myself in HD. I'm like, oh, I have to have to do my hair now. I have to care. <laughs> <laughs> I know you can't no lazy days when you come on Sunday that's for mm-hmm. sure no, uh, not, an, not an HD yeah no uh, all right, so a few things here before we bring in our guests I do want to uh, mention one thing off the top uh, to Mr. Brian Nussbaum happy birthday thank you so much for always being here in the chat and being a part of the UQ and always supporting us man um, it's been great seeing you in here and, and, and just constantly chatting up with everybody in the chat. So we wish you the greatest of birthdays. I know you're in Canada, so, um, you know, go do yourself a Canadian birthday, whatever the hell that means. But, uh, second thing, um, is that, uh, uh, on Friday, cause I know that we're going to have a couple shows before Friday, but I want to mention this up top Friday is officially the one year anniversary of a certain point of view. Um, and so that is pretty cool. Uh, a couple of birthdays. Just do the one year anniversary. A certain point of view. Did I do that? Yeah, every single time. I was like, "What is that tapping noise?" I yeah. didn't even recognize recognize myself doing that. Wow! I, okay. Unless it's this secret going off to a crazy start. It's, it's yeah. only going to get crazier. My goodness. Um, yeah. All right. Well, with all that said, let what buckle up. What you said. <laughs> yeah. Uh, so okay. So we have our guests. Okay. <laughs> we have Frank, and then I will say this: we have a surprise guest coming at seven o'clock. So stay tuned. As okay. you can tell, Brian's already drinking. So stay tuned. Um, I, but I, guess I don't. Oh God, I don't understand Lacroix. I don't. I'm trying. <laughs> it's no. I don't get it. I don't get it. I don't, I don't like it. <laughs> it tastes. Anyway. You know what it tastes like when you pour a soda, and you leave it like there's like a little bit left, and you leave it, 
and the ice just melts down. That's exactly what it tastes like. Gross. Exactly. Yeah. I don't get mm-hmm. it. Never will. Sorry. I'm done with my LaCroix rant. Continue. <laughs> <laughs> All right. Let's go ahead and bring on our first guest. Uh, she is an incoming Star Wars rookie who is looking to be drafted on Friday. Um, she is also part of uh, the Resistance Broadcast, a very popular Star Wars podcast around the interwebs. And that is Miss Lacey Gillerin. Hey, guys. Hello. How's it going? Hello. Hello. How are you? Excited to be here. Yeah, welcome, Glad welcome. Thank you so much for uh, <laughs> for hanging out with us and joining us for a little bit. Uh, I know that you've done one show since uh, so far. Is that correct? Yes, I've done one podcast so far, Let's Get Ready okay. Network. Perfect. And then um, I've had conversations with people, showdown, but not like live conversations like this. Perfect, perfect. That's well, hopefully good, we ask you a little know. bit of... Yeah, hopefully we ask you a little bit of different questions than Let's Get Ready did. Um, we're excited to talk to you because... And, and yeah. obviously... Um, because uh, of Sean and, and Molly, we we very much like to focus on these Star Wars rookies that are coming. Hey, Molly. They're, they're kind of invading hey. the territory. <laughs> um, <laughs> so it's, it's going to be a lot of fun. Uh, we have some good questions for you. And again, to all of our viewers, uh, if you guys have questions for Lacey, um, you can hit that Streamlabs link, which is right up there up top. It's also in the description. It's also the, uh, the posted comment in the chat. You can leave all those there. And um, we'll definitely ask Lacey questions. But for starters, um, I just want to get off the top here. And for those who don't know the Resistance broadcast or maybe didn't get catch you on Let's Get Ready, can you explain um, to our viewers maybe where you come from in the Star Wars world, maybe movies and trivia, and even the Schmodown? Yeah. So I my Star Wars experience right now is currently with the Resistance broadcast, which is the official podcast of Star Wars Newsnet. Um, I joined the podcast about almost three years now, which is kind of crazy. Time flies, which I know last year felt like the longest year ever. So I feel like it's been like a decade, but it's only been three years. Um, And, you know, I've liked Star Wars my whole life. I'm a huge collector. Um, I've read a lot of the books and I love the movies and the Mandalorian. Um, I'm just an all around Star Wars fan. I've been one for a pretty long time. That's awesome. That's awesome. And and have you watched the Schmodown before this, or is this kind yes. of new? Okay. So I'm aware of the Schmodown. I I I think my first kind of recognition of it was in 2019. Our panel at Star Wars Celebration was prior to the Schmodown event. Oh, okay. With Alex. So oh, cool. Yeah, a lot of people that are our listeners were talking about it with us, and I was like, "What? Are, what are they talking about?" And then Alex had this belt, and I was like, "Is he a wrestler? Like, what is going on?" <laughs> <laughs> this little guy coming out. Yeah, I was like, "Did I miss something?" Uh, and then I kind of, you know, I've kept up with it. I see who's in it because a lot of uh, the people that are in the Schmodown kind of cross paths with us, and then within the community and stuff. Obviously, Molly. Um, but yeah, so that's how it's been. I have seen some of the matches. I recently just watched, uh, the championship match with Alex and Ace. And then I just watched the free agency thing on Friday. Nice. What did you think? Oh, I I gotta ask. What did you think of the chaos that happened on Friday with the free agent stuff? (laughs) So naturally I'm new, so I'm not really sure what's chaotic. I I think (laughs) the crazy, the chaotic stuff to me would probably be that, uh, Marcel got, she left and then got traded back like two seconds later. And Shannon was like, you guys thought we were kidding. And I was like, what is happening? <laughs> so, uh, so good. So good. That's like yeah, an easy it, day. It, it was super us. fun. It was fun to watch because I was like, everyone's just yelling. <laughs> it was 
Everyone just yells. Snowdown is very loud. I realize the drinking game is if you take a shot every time Christian Harloff says the one and only. Every time oh. you said that, take a shot because it would be like every two seconds. Oh, I just I just found out what I'm doing at the draft on oh, Friday. No, no. The one and only. That's take a drink. <laughs> Christian, I give it. you you can take that if you want. Go ahead. Oh my god. I'm that's gonna be great. doing that on Friday. Uh oh. wow, that's that's great. That's, that's great. kind of genius. <laughs> I love it. I'm almost kind of like, why didn't we think of that earlier? Like, it's so <laughs> right? obvious. So, and seven's yeah. got it correct. Yelling is how we express it. Right. I love it. I'm a very loud person myself, so I'm all about it. <laughs> um, all right, Jill, I'm going to shoot it to you first on, on this one. Do you have uh, something that you would like to ask Lacey? Yeah, sure. So what brought, like, other than seeing it really like before sure. celebration and everything, what wanted you to join and be a part of the craziness and the yelling that is the showdown. <laughs> what brought you into it? What makes you excited about the community, excited about competing? Wanted, I want to know a little more about that. Yeah, so I got uh, a message back in December about it. Christian was looking to expand the rookies and asked if Star Wars Newsnet wanted to take part and uh, if there's anybody that might be interested. And uh, James and John have been paying attention to the showdown for a while. And I know James is a big fan of it. Um, so we were just talking about it as a group and I was like, you know what, I, I, I would love to take on this challenge and see, and to show people how much I know. Um, cause I think oftentimes people just assume, oh, you just talk about it. And I'm like, there is a lot of background knowledge and research mm-hmm. and deep dives that go into having just a podcast. It isn't just oh, yeah. like down and you talk about it. Uh-huh. Um, so I just like the fun competitive aspect. I'm like so competitive <laughs> to the point that sometimes we'll play games on our podcast and John and I won't talk for like a day. Fun way, of course, but of yeah, course. No, we definitely get a little competitive about like trivia and guessing games and quote games Ooh. and stuff like that. Um, it's just super fun. And I think part of it is the middle child in me, like pay attention yes. to me. Uh, so that's, that's how I got involved and I'm excited to see what happens. I'm new to this, like I said, but, uh, I think that could be an advantage of mine cause I'm coming with fresh eyes. It's kind of like the frog in boiling water scenario where mm-hmm. if you throw a frog into boiling water, it's going to jump out. If you put it in the boiling water and heat it up over time, it's going to die. <laughs> Because I realize it's heating up. So I'm the person that's going to come in with fresh eyes and the ideas of like, okay, this works, this doesn't work, what worked for this person, what didn't work. Whereas someone that's been in it for a while might kind of get comfortable. Mm-hmm. That's, you know, that's a yeah. really good point that I've never, I've never really even thought of that competitors who've been playing for a long time might just stay in that same rut they've been in for a very long time. Yeah. Mm-hmm. And someone like you who has seven seasons to look back on. It could be a huge advantage. Yeah, I've also Especially got nothing to lose. Yeah, which is very <laughs> wonderful at this point. <laughs> nothing to lose. Like I have nothing built up. I can't imagine the pressure Alex feels on a regular basis. Like, whoa. like <laughs> because I'm coming in, I'm like, let's do this. <laughs> you know, that's fair. That's we fair. need that though. We need more of that, in, especially yeah. in the Star Wars division, because we've had. We only had really new rookies last season in Star Wars. So like getting all these new people in the Star Wars division, especially all these ladies that are coming into the Star Wars division is <laughs> so exciting to me because it's been for a while it was the same 
four or five people and now it's it's growing and it's expanding and that makes me super stoked and super excited to have you in this draft and thanks i'm super excited no matter what happens i'm just like so honored that i was even considered for something like this it's uh i'm so excited that you're here and thank you for (laughs) talking with us and i can't wait to get to know more about you yeah uh molly i will uh shoot it to you next I, oh, first of all, I'm so excited that the whole Resistance broad, broadcast crew is getting <laughs> into the showdown because I'm like, yeah. yes, more people I know, more ladies. Yes, like, let's let's build the Star Wars division, like, as big, if not bigger than, you know, the IG players, which... Of course, yeah. yeah. Anyone can do IG. <laughs> <laughs> um, 60 days, Molly, 60 days until you're in yeah. IG. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, <laughs> no, I'm she not gonna make. Any, oh, she did say Okay, no. I'm not gonna make any claims, any ridiculous 60 day claims like some people in the league may. And then may. talk about it for months on end. Yeah, and then I would go back and forth. And well, sorry, still sorry. Hashtag 60 days. Um. But yeah, so I, I've kind of been asking the rookies uh, about like wheel slices and things like that. But for Star Wars, I guess what I will ask you is what what era is your favorite to kind of study or, or just to, t- to talk about in general? Was it like the prequel trilogy, originals, sequels? I really like talking about the sequel trilogy, actually. Um I grew up on the original trilogy and I saw the prequels in the movie theater, which I always like to say the funny thing that I did when I was little, when I saw The Phantom Menace is I left with my dad and I turned to him and I was like, where's Luke Skywalker? Where was he in that movie? <laughs> <laughs> yeah. So, um, Luke wasn't I, here at all. What kind of Star Wars movie is this? <laughs> yeah, I think, you know, I love the original trilogy, but I feel like because, you know, it's been 42, 43 years now, it's been talked about at nauseum of all the different possibilities and what happened and where things are going and about the characters and sequel trilogy is still new to me. And I think to a lot of people in the sense that these characters, we only had them for about five years and there's so much more that can be done with them from books and comics and even potential movies down the line that we could learn more. So I really like talking about what's to come and what's happening now um, because it's brought in a lot of really fun, cool fans that I didn't see 10, 15 years ago. Um, Because I know that a lot of people have liked Star Wars for a long time, but I know that the Disney era did bring in a lot of new fans, which I love. Definitely. I'm, I'm, I'm a huge, huge sequel trilogy supporter. Mm Mm-hmm cheerleader all that stuff (laughs) yes i had to throw this up here um so your reception was lukewarm (laughs) (laughs) basically yeah (laughs) i'll build off of molly's question real quick is there a specific movie in the sequel trilogy that you think you would do really well at force awakens easily okay that is my go-to movie that and return of the jedi are probably my go-to movies Mm. but force awakens i've seen i can't even count how many times i've seen it and How when many I was, did you see it in theater? Uh, I think four, but I'm talking like DVD. It's in my DVD player on my <laughs> iPad. It's on my I'm like <laughs> it's in everything. Everywhere. But it was really funny when I was watching the match between uh, Ace and Alex. 
there was a couple Force Awakens questions and I got them like that, like before they did. And I was like, yes, because like I'm that obsessed with that movie that I felt like really smart for two seconds. <laughs> very fair, very fair. Uh, all right, Mr. Avalosino, what do you got? Well, first I need to know, do you lean towards the light or the dark? The dark is more fun. But probably I I like to think that I'm a good person and I and I lean towards the good side and I would do what was right. Fair. I like I like to think that I'm a good person. Right. <laughs> um, so, both worlds. Yeah, right. Um so obviously we have managers in mm -hmm. Schmodown. Um I won't ask you specifically who you would prefer to be with, but what is it that you would like to have uh, in a manager? Like, what are the things you would look for if you had your choice? I want a manager that's going to support me as a new person, as a rookie, but also challenge me and bring me into kind of their faction as like a family member in the sense of, I want to be a part of a team that works together, that studies together, that wants to be collaborative and work towards the goals of being winners to, to all working together. Um, I am a self-starter and I'm able to work independent, but I know that I'm just stronger when I'm able to bounce ideas and, and thoughts off of other people. I feed off of energy. So if, the, if I'm with a group that's like really, really collaborative, I'm going to do really well. Are, are there, are there, I know, cause I know you've been watching and, and kind of doing your research. Are there, mm -hmm. and I'm not going to ask you to just do one, but are there a couple managers that you, you really enjoy watching manage their players? Um, yes, I, right now, my two managers that I really like are Roxy and Shannon, which is obviously hilarious because they don't like each other. <laughs> very off, very ends of the spectrum there. But I do like both of them and I feel like they have really good personalities, both on different spectrums, like you said, but mm -hmm. I think they would both be fun to, to work with. Yeah. Oh yeah. They would be fun managers to have. That's for yeah. sure. Mm -hmm. Especially, I mean, we, we, especially in the Star Wars division being that one had Laura Kelly, one, you know, has That's Alex. Alex Damon. Yeah. <laughs> That's the other part too, is I want someone that has experience of working with Star Wars players and mm -hmm. ones that, uh, because the Star Wars division is different. It just is. It is. Nothing is more specific than a Star Wars division. Yep. Is, is what yeah. I try to tell people. No one I mean, will disagree with you on that statement. Everyone is what? like, "Oh, the Star Wars division is a whole other beast." Yeah, <laughs> like, yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah, I mean, you go from two divisions that have unlimited amount of movies. Nice, one Brian. That, nice. unlimited, nice. Nice. But I do want it to be said that I would be happy to work with anybody. Like, I don't want anybody watching this and being like, well, I'm not drafting her. Like, I will work with anybody. I'm the very, I like to think I'm a nice person. <laughs> Brian, I was, I, I thought you were making a joke. My finger is on the remove button. So no, watch you, listen, listen, <laughs> I thought you were making a joke towards unlimited power. So I said, nice. Mm-hmm. Mm -hmm. no, was, <laughs> what? What's wrong with that? Mm -hmm. <laughs> see, see, Chuck gets me. Chuck gets me. Chuck got it. He gets me. Okay. okay. I'm just gonna spin here in my chair. Oh god, I'm um, just waiting for Brian to just start spinning in a circle. <laughs> um, you, know, you know, I'm pondering when I start to spin. Yeah, so. you are. You are. Uh, okay, I, I need the dark. I need the Emperor's chair. 
that's what I really need. <laughs> if I can, if they make that. All I you know. have me thinking about is Austin Powers, where he's just like. <laughs> that is a hundred percent me, where he's just like the chair is not moving; it's bolted to the ground. Yeah. Um, okay, so uh, I know that this is usually asked in the chat, and it might have been asked in the chat, but I might have missed it. And I want to sure. know you've been doing a little research, um, mm -hmm. and I don't know how far back you've gone in the Star Wars division, but if you were to choose someone that you would love to debut against. Whether it's someone that's already in the league or even maybe a rookie, is there someone that comes to mind immediately? <laughs> I think this is going to be a funny answer, but it, it's honestly the first person that came to mind. I really want to play John Hoey, who is <laughs> my partner on Resistance Broadcast. <laughs> and I said this earlier, we are so competitive to a yeah. point that it's like ridiculous. And he wears this backwards hat all the time. It's like his thing. <laughs> I want to embarrass him so bad that he has to turn the hat around and hide his face. Oh, <laughs> like that's what I want. I want to just like just have that moment. And you know what? If if I was to lose to John, it would make our shows even funnier because he never <laughs> let me live it down. So I'm going with John. I was I was tempted to ask you who I mean. Obviously, I, I, I would assume you'd say you, but who you thought had more of the trivia brain, trivia John. knowledge. Oh, really? John, and not just Star Wars, he knows like all movies. Mm. So. Well, he just, started, he just started a movie podcast, correct? He did. He did. Yeah, no, he, he knows so much stuff. It's like crazy how much stuff he knows. So, but, so but you're up to the challenge to to just oh, totally. destroy him. Totally. And if not, it will be entertaining. If, <laughs> if anything else, it will be the lead up and during will be comical. So Sean on deck had this and sent it to me. The place that made the, his um his Mandalorian skull, uh, they make it. Like, I was like, they have the chair. You can buy oh, the chair. Oh. <laughs> so cool. Brian, we'll just buy, I'll just buy your chair off of you. <laughs> Deal? That's not even enough for the down payment. That was, <laughs> I looked at that and I was like, you can put a down payment. And I'm like, oh, the down payment's like three of these. <laughs> oh, man. Um, all right, Molly, did you have uh, do you have anything else you wanted to ask Lacey? Uh, I don't think so. I'm just, I'm, I'm very excited that, that you guys are excited and you yes. particularly are excited to, to come into this crazy world that is the Schmodown. And I, I don't know, it's, it, it started to feel a little bit stale for me. And then now like we got the draft coming, we got all the rookies coming and it's like shot up a thousand percent and I'm so excited. Yeah, it's just gonna be super fun more than anything else. Like that's what I'm excited about. Mm -hmm. I just want to see like Molly versus all of her friends. Don't <laughs> <laughs> do that to me, Brian. <laughs> no, just be like, all right, do you Molly. Want me to quit? <laughs> just make Are a you list. excited for your upcoming match? Excited? Uh, <laughs> yeah, yes, I'll say yes. I was waiting for the fan to just cover your face. No, no, <laughs> Excited! <laughs> oh my God. Okay, Bridgerton. <laughs> uh, yes, of course. I I love Laura Kelly. Uh, she is a force to be reckoned with for sure. So um, yes, I am. I'm doing quite a bit of studying. So <laughs> nice. And is 
And now I'm turning this into a Molly interview. You're good. Molly, um, is there a team you want to be on? There is. There's actually, there's a couple. <laughs> nice. We'll see. <laughs> she doesn't want to reveal anything, obviously. <laughs> we'll see uh, if I'm if I'm happy after uh, this coming Friday or not. I think you will be. I think you'll go first or second draft. Fingers crossed. And that's only because IG and other movie people are mixed in, so they like have different. I'm saying Star Wars wise, you'll be one of the first. Oh, yeah. Love it, love it. Um, all right, Brian, did you have anything else you wanted to ask, Lacey? No, I mean we covered we covered a lot. We've done some good uh good talking here. I'm very excited. I I I love the fact that people that have other friends that are doing at the same time, they always want to immediately go against each other. So I love that you're like, give me my friend, I'm gonna whoop his ass. Like that's <laughs> like that's that's literally what so far like everyone wants and I love it. And that's what I want to see, honestly. I also like the idea that, you know, there's a, a lot of Dragon Con people coming in. So like whittling down TRB and Dragon Con so that the best TRB and Dragon Con person meet. Like I like that. That to me is really, really fun. I know. I like that we're assembling like all of the Star Wars nerds across the country <laughs> and just like putting them in yeah. one giant melting pot. I love it. Yeah, it's super fun. <laughs> <laughs> um, we do have a streamlabs that has come through for Lacey, so I do want to get to that. Um, this one comes from not Kylie, so Kylie, thank you, Kylie. Um, so, uh, so in the division of Star Wars, we have amazing ladies and we have actual dragons from Dragon Con. Uh, mm -hmm. What are you going to be? What are you going to do that's different and win matches? Any character ideas? <laughs> you know, it's funny. It, it's funny the character stuff. I used to work for WWE. I worked for them early nice. on. Yeah, Ooh. right out of college, I worked for them. I worked on the road too, so uh, I did a lot what of. What like, era? When did you work for them? Uh, when John Cena was still there, Bella Twins, like the CM wow. Punk days. Yes. Yep. Yep. Yeah. Mm -hmm. Yeah. It was fun. It, it was a crazy. Awesome. So I worked there for about a year. Um, it was a crazy year because I worked on the road, so I would travel every week to to go to the live Raw tapings. Then SmackDown NXT. Yep. Then I would come home and work in the studio for voiceovers for international stuff. And then I would get pack new clothes, go back on the road. So there was one week, I think it was insane. I was home for one day and it was because we went to Raw, SmackDown, home for one day, tribute to the troops, then back out for Raw. Oh, and then, God. yeah, it was insane. But it was super fun. And it's really cool to see behind the scenes and how that works. And uh, I'm sure people say this a lot about uh, Schmodown too is, you see these characters and then you meet the person and you're like, oh, you're, you're not like that. Yeah. <laughs> you're normal. You're so not like, a total asshole. Got it. <laughs> so like the weird thing is like, I, I, one of the ones I remember being like super nice is like, uh, uh, Bane is like the sweetest guy and his Aww. name is like Glenn and he's like super, super. Aww. Don't you love that one? They yeah. just have like these basic yes. ass names. His name is Glenn. <laughs> yeah. So he would be like, oh, he's like, chains and stuff and you'd be like hey how's it going and i'd be like this is so weird or like gold dust <laughs> is like really really sweet and he had a southern gold accent seemed very nice yeah he was really nice um but yeah no that world is just really cool so the character stuff to me um you know competition and trivia is super fun but the character stuff is like probably the more exciting stuff for me personally because i just think it's like wait you want me to be a dick to these people okay <laughs> sure <laughs> i love how this is after i was just like I'm like a nice person. <laughs> I like to think oh, of I am. Yeah. Like, no. 
It's like, eh. <laughs> no, but I'm just saying, like, if they, if someone told me to do something, I'd be like, okay, whatever. And and I like the idea of like making people laugh and and just kind of getting people riled up. Like that's funny to me. Um, so the character stuff is super exciting. Um, I don't have a character yet. I, I feel like it's going to take a little time to kind of figure out my place if I get drafted. Um, but I, I'm open to whatever. I know when I was on uh, Let's Get Ready, they were like pitching me as a heel the entire time. They were like, Lacey's evil. She makes people cry. She's like the worst person ever. I was oh like, I've been here for five minutes. <laughs> <laughs> I said hi. <laughs> I mean that just means that you you know you that you have range and oh no 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 I was I loved her I was laughing the whole time but it's just really <laughs> funny that they were like no you're the bad guy I was like okay okay cool <laughs> yeah best best to just let them uh, do their thing and 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 just it was smile and nod. no and everyone's been so welcoming and I want to thank you guys and everybody else watching that. From the moment my name was put on a list, everyone's been so, so nice. And I really appreciate it because this is like a whole new world to me. Um, and when I joined the podcast three years ago, when I first joined, everyone was like, oh, my gosh, welcome. And I had never really talked about Star Wars. I'd always loved it, but never talked about it. And I remember being so nervous about it. And this was kind of similar that I was like, I don't know what to expect. And everyone has been so, so nice. And I can't thank you guys enough for being so kind. Of course, yeah. Yeah, yeah this community is definitely one of the best out there. We're all a we're a crazy really little yelling, shouting family, and yeah. it's pretty great. It's very, very loud. Yeah. Very loud. <laughs> um, all right. So before we get to our POV question, Jill, did you have anything final that you wanted to ask? Yeah. So I'm gonna let's. Speaking of character work, let's work <laughs> on a little. Uh, let's do a little improv here. So let's say you get drafted. And your first match happens to be against John. <laughs> Would you, can you please cut us a promo? Sure. Uh, also, I'll say this. We have John on on Tuesday. So I will more than, I, I will make sure yep. he sees this. We have him on Tuesday. <laughs> okay. Look, I get it. I'm new. I'm a new rookie, Star Wars rookie. I'm new to the Schmodown world. But I'm a no one. I get it. But you know who is a no one in Star Wars? Rey. Rey, the Jakku scavenger who learned to fight and survive all on her own and was underestimated. I've liked Star Wars my entire life from when I was six years old. And I found it on my own. I wasn't introduced to it through my dad or my brothers or friends or significant others or whatever. I found it on my own. I've been told my whole life I'm not a true fan. I don't know what I'm talking about. And that I'm constantly said, people always say that I don't know anything about Star Wars and I always prove them wrong. So when you're lying on the ground in the snow, like Kylo Ren and you're in shock, just remember who kicked you down there. Me. <laughs> well nice, nice. That was great. That was great. Um, yeah. That's that's a tricky question, and Jill likes to put the rookies through hell. So bravo on that one, bravo. <laughs> Thank you. She's a bit of a loser. Um, well, I already said the hat thing, so you can tell him I said that too. <laughs> <laughs> fair enough, fair enough. Um, okay, so we always finish off our interview with one big question here for our for our guests, and it's you know because we're all movie people, movies bring us together, sure. and our Patreon is based around uh, candy. We always like to ask everybody, what is your favorite movie snack, and what is your favorite candy? 
first of all, I love that you do candy levels. It was like gummy worms. Uh, yeah. I usually say cute, but then I realize like how some people might not like it. It's super fun. <laughs> um, my go-to is probably a cherry Coke and a popcorn with no butter because I don't like the movie theater butter. I don't either. It's gross. You're the second person on the show to say yeah. that too. Yeah. It's like oil. It's gross. Um, and candy, I switch between Skittles and Reese's Pieces. Ooh. Yes. Sweet, nice. savory, sweet, savory. Yes. Love it. Awesome. Love it. Well, uh, Lacey, thank you so much for hanging out for a little bit and popping in. Uh, it was super awesome to talk to you and, and allow yeah. you to have a little bit of a solo time in front of the community as well uh, <laughs> go after your, your podcast mates. So uh, good luck to everything on I Friday. I see what he says. Because <laughs> <laughs> yeah. we record uh, on Thursday, so let's see how this goes. <laughs> uh, we can't wait to see what happens on Friday, and uh, good luck to everything. Thank you so much, guys. Good luck. Friday. Thank you. Whoa. All right, just These continuing the, the just continuing the train of great rookies. Just continue. I, I know. I can't wait to see the rivalry between them. <laughs> I know. Oh my god, right? Give me Star Wars. Give me more Star Wars rivalries. Give mm. give it to me. Let the hate flow. Let the hate flow. <laughs> Yo, it's 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 gonna. <laughs> um, well, I, I will say this. Uh, our next guest is already here. Uh, he's been hanging out for a little bit. So let's go ahead and bring him in right now. That way we can get as much time as possible with him. Um, mm -hmm. if, you, if you know, if you've been watching other shows around the community, you know what is called the Fan League 4. We had three of them on uh, last week, two of them on our special. And then Christina was also on our show last Sunday. Uh, and the fourth member of that is someone that we've been able to get on tonight. And we're very excited to talk to him. And that is Mr. Jacoby Bancroft. Hello. 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 Thanks for having me. Happy to be here. Of, of course. course. Welcome. Thanks welcome. For coming. Oh man, this is this is this is this is weird. It's a weird sensation. <laughs> Usually I'm with the other the other fan league four. Usually there's like a whole row of us coming at there you. you. Go. There you go. Now it's just now it's just me. So we're putting you on the spotlight. We're giving you a chance and we got to see what you uh, see what you got on on your lonesome. Oh man, exciting stuff. Well, again, thank you very much. I mean, the whole <laughs> chat the whole chat has already blown up. So yeah, your name that's yeah. You know, we got we got Amaru in here. We got uh, Anthony in here. Peggy, the whole crew is in here. Um, I know Christina has already sent in a Streamlabs as well, so I'll read that here in a second. But um, <laughs> they are far, absolutely the biggest hype squad known to man. I mean, just like <laughs> if, you, if you want anybody to hype you up and have them in your corner, everyone in the chat right now is just uh, above average. They're they're sub. They're amazing. That's what they are. <laughs> <laughs> um, well, so for those who don't know who you are, and obviously I know that you come from the fan leagues, but uh, a little backstory on yourself, you know, movies, Schmodown, Fan League also kind of just all how it connects to everything. Sure. Um, I, you know, as probably a lot of people in this community, I've loved movies since a very young age. You know, I'm uh, I'm very lanky. You know, I'm very skinny, so I don't play any sports whatsoever. Um, I don't keep track of any sports, unfortunately. But uh, I do like movies and I like movies a lot and I always have. And I just knew entertainment is just my passion, um, something that I've always wanted to be a part of uh throughout it all so like when i stumbled upon this uh you know movie trivia schmodown which happened because i was a big fan of uh, william bibiani um beforehand like i was as a 10 years ago now i was a high schooler and i sent an email to william bibiani back when he was a critic at a at crave online and i just you know because I, I really looked up to him as a critic and the words that he said he was so great and he sent me like the nicest response back something that was you know, much more than just a, a high school a high school kid deserved who just like, hey, how do you be a movie critic? You know, it's like how when he sent to him. Um, but then I followed his career.
career for a few years. And then, and then one day on YouTube, it pops up in the chat, like William Bibiani versus Mark and Draco. I was like, Oh, what's oh. this? You know, I want to check that out. And I was one of those fans who starts off as just a, uh, watching the trivia type thing, right? Because like I had no idea what was going on. I had no idea of these characters. It was all over the place. Um, so, but then as as the years went on, you, you, know, you get invested, right? You get hooked in. It's like, okay, I'm gonna start watching the end scenes. Okay, I gotta watch the promos. Okay, I need the backstory of just about everything that's ever happened here. Um, and now here we are today. So it's it's been a wild ride. <laughs> it it must be pretty surreal starting off like that, then getting to the fan leagues, and now seeing your name on the official draft list, right? That was absolutely insane. Um, I was in the middle of watching a, a Cobra Kai episode when I got the uh, yeah. Worked, yeah, it was so good. And you know how good that show is. So for something <laughs> that big to, to take me out of it and be like, oh, I'm in the draft. Wowza. What does this mean? It's like, okay, we got to go from there. To, to, to go from, um, you know, from where I started to, to, to here today, talking with you guys for the chance to be on the Schmodown is just incredible. That's awesome. That's awesome. That's, that's, yeah, that's so a exciting. really cool story. Um, okay, one Streamlabs here, and I do want to get to this. This is from Christina, and she <laughs> had said, Jacoby, you are the best dressed and most fun. Which of the Fan League Four is your favorite? No pressure, half hashtag draft Jacoby. Already stirring the pot, wow, girl. Already does that. The problem is Christina, you know, kind of cornered me in a dark alley before this and said, if you don't, <laughs> if you don't stay me, like after this, we're gonna have some trouble. So out of fear for my life, I guess I have to say Christina because <laughs> I, I hold everything that I love, you know, dear to me. So I, I, I guess I just gotta say Christina. Christina, I hope that answer was okay. Don't hurt me. <laughs> <laughs> it's good reason. I, I was going to compliment you on your shirt, actually. I, oh, I love the uh, the print. Thank you. Um, that's I just I, I like Hawaiian shirts and I like or like crazy wild pattern shirts because I like to have fun. I started wearing them in the fan leagues and now I now I don't take them off. Um, so <laughs> so I hope to bring that. If I get drafted, there will be Hawaiian shirts. That's kind of what well, I did in my. <laughs> yeah, more shirts. That's that's how I, I think I, I I pressured Christian because in, in my in my audition video and my email I told him it's like I have a lot of Hawaiian shirts. If you draft me, I'll wear them. So I think that's what uh I think that's what got me. Someone in the chat said that. Oh, here it is, right here. Should be team with Matt Ashley. I was just about to say. Oh that. yeah. I would yeah. love that so much because Matt Ashley is like one of those players who I love. It's like the, those are the types of players I love the most. The ones who are super knowledgeable, obviously, but then also they're there to have a good time. They're there to have a lot of fun. Um, they're they're able to rock it. So I love the energy Matt Ashley you know brings to everything. So if we could team up and wear Hawaiian shirts together, I you know I would die. I would love that. <laughs> Fair enough. Um, all right, Molly, I'll go to him. Go to you first. Yeah. So you are going into singles and teams, correct? Uh, singles and teams is kind of what I'm leaning towards more, but also I do want to dabble in IG because I do think I'm a, I'm a very, I'm a solid IG player of the fan league for Rue is definitely, you know, the IG one who's going to completely dominate IG, but I can be a contender in IG, you know, and I do know my stuff and I know everything, you know, in, in those categories, but singles and teams first and foremost, you know, I want to make a name for myself there and build myself up in that league as well. Awesome. Good to know. Um, okay. So I've been asking people about wheel slices. Uh, uh, is there a particular wheel slice from singles and teams or IG that you kind of are more geared towards or that you think that you would just, at, just, just destroy, just dominate, dominate. Like that is your wheel slice? It's tough. Is there a Gene Hackman category? Is there a Gene Hackman slice on there yet? Actually, I've recently discovered a love for that actor. I've just been watching all this whole stuff. I don't think, I don't think there is, unfortunately. Um, if I get, you take, you take it on it, Gene Hackman. 
Exactly. Gene yeah. Hackman deserves to slice. No, um, I like action adventure. I like broad stuff, um, um, comedy, stuff like that. Uh, 80s I'm working on. I'm trying to get stronger and better in there. Uh, which, which 80s? The, the good 80s. The good 80s. <laughs> oh, that's good ones. Obviously. Um, I like I like family 80s, I guess, more so. It's like I've tried watching a lot of sci-fi 80s, and I think I'm going to love them a lot, and I just I, I don't as much. I'm oh, not no. sure. <laughs> uh, yeah that's fair yeah but uh a lot of slices like that um individual ones but action adventure i think you know i love big adventurous times at the at the cinemas so let's go with those nice uh okay two stream labs have come in i want to get to the this one first because this has come from mr frank janish um and it says <laughs> it's it says help me help you jacoby rank the fan league four Oh. Frank Janish ranking the family for he's only right. saying that because we are in a Twitter feud right now or, or a Schmodown feud or whatever. It's my first Schmodown feud is with Frank. Um, Isn't sure. everybody? Of many. You're, you're not in the Schmodown yeah. until you have a feud with Frankie Janish. Like, Pretty much. It's amazing. It, it, it made me feel really honored and special <laughs> when that whole thing starts. So if I had to rank them, the fan league for uh, Scott. I think of us it's so difficult because we all bring something new to the table, which is such a <laughs> cop-out answer, I know. Um, but it's 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 absolutely true. I mean, Peggy is a great, as she says, a great support team, a great team player. She's going to make a dominant team player for everything that, that, that I do. Rue is going to be completely dominant in IG. Christina is going to scare your pants off. And every time that she talks and everything like that, and then I'm here to have a good time as well. So mm -hmm. in all those different categories, you know, we're all we're all number one, Frank. Take that, Frank. <laughs> Fair enough. You tried, enough. Frankie. You tried. <laughs> You're trying to split us apart and put division in the fan league for Frank. Not going to happen unless we are on different factions and then we'll go after each other. <laughs> Not yet. Unless, of course, that does actually happen. Yeah, unless, yeah. unless, unless it's true, obviously. Uh, our next one comes from uh, Garth Harkness McMurray. Garth. And uh, he says, congrats on the multiplex awards you won tonight, Jacoby. Which Schmodown player would you love to have as a teammate in any of the factions? You can include people in the draft who have not been drafted yet. So I'm guessing you won some kind of award tonight? Uh, yeah, in the fan leagues, we just had Multiplex, one of the big fan leagues over there. They, they literally just had their awards like 40 minutes ago, and I was very fortunate enough to win Multiplex Player of the Year, um, oh, which is congratulations. Yeah, really great people. It's it's because of, of regular singles trivia and and teams trivia. There's also IG. Um, there's TV trivia and debates, and I'm and I do well in all those categories. Uh, so I was very grateful to win. Uh, Paul Yama presented the award for me, so that was Aww. really nice. Wow. Um, Congratulations! It literally just happened, so I'm still coming off that high. As far as Gar's questions in terms of teammates go, the player who I always love um, is, is Paul Preston. Um, I, I he had a really tough you know season last year, um, obviously for all that, but the the energy that he brings with his comedy and his mm -hmm. beastly trivia skills is amazing. So if I could just be in the same room with Paul Preston um, in any capacity, I would be I would be truly honored. I think I think all of us here can agree that this coming season, I think Paul Preston's gonna be the comeback player. I, I think everyone everyone should definitely keep their eye out on Mr. Yep. Paul the powder keg Preston. Yeah, absolutely I agree. I would definitely agree with you. Frankie! <laughs> <laughs> uh, all right, Brian, I'll go ahead and uh, send it off to you next. Um, so, you know, so I guess it can go a little bit more difficult since you actually know the league and follow it. 
I ask usually what you're looking for in a manager, but who do you think you're more geared towards? Who would, who would be a best fit for you? I mean, I'm wearing bright Hawaiian shirts and I'm very loud and energetic. I, it has to be a, a face faction is who kind of I'm more, I'm more geared toward more than anything. It's like the two managers of, you know, the, I would say the two biggest faces are there's Koi, the quirky Mercs, who I absolutely love. I love his positivity. I love his energy. Um, but then there's also Winston, because as I've, as I've said, you know, a few times before, it's like Winston surprised me so much because he was, he, I'll admit he was the manager. I kind of, I slept on last year, right? Cause I, I didn't expect a whole lot from him just cause I didn't know him, but then to see, how invested he was in his players and to see how he, he goes to the mat for just every single one of them and, and the passion and, you know, like the fuel that he gives them is just such a great energy and one that I would like to be a part of, because at the end of the day, that's what this is all about, right? We're here to have fun and we're here to have a good time. So uh, of those two, Coy and Winston, I'm available, but also mandatory. Any manager who wants to draft me, you know, <laughs> I'll be there as well. Fair enough. <laughs> those are good picks. They are. Uh, I could, I mean, with his personality, it definitely fits. So I yes. would say that's probably right. Uh, Jill, what do you got? Yeah, I'll, I'll do one of my scenario questions. So let's say you're in a match, it's your round two and you're ahead. So it's the wheel round. Do you get to pick if you spin first or if you defer? Do you spin first? Do you defer? And why? Um, I think a lot of the time there's, it depends on the situation, but I think the broad answer is you defer. I just think that is kind of the strongest way to go overall in general, because, you know, as a player, you want to see uh, you, you, you hopefully the, the, your opponent is going to take something off the board that you don't necessarily want. And also you can see how well you need to play going forward in your round. Right. Because then you can be like, oh, um, I can be a little risky uh, and, and go for two because like I need to because they just did really well. Or, hey, they didn't do very well. You know, I'm in a comfortable spot. I can check down to multiple choice. Um, and go for the one port and be safe and still, you know, maintain a comfortable lead. And also there's like, I think there's that psych elements, you know, to it as well. If kind of defer to them, it's like, there's a lot of pressure on them, I think, to go first and to do well when you don't know how well your opponent's going to do. So for all those factors, yes, it's a case by case basis, depending on score and, and, and who you're playing against and, and what's on the wheel. But overall, you defer. That's, I think you and I are on the same page with that. I'm pretty, I, I, I got you. I love that. That's, I've always kind of been on that same mindset of you want to see what they get so you can see what kind of slice you want to stick with. Cause it's good answer, Jacoby. <laughs> I'm with you, sir. One. I have one, one good answer. Yes. <laughs> I, I agree 100% as well. I think deferring is, is kind of the way to go. Even even if you're up by a couple points, I I, I Molly shush secrets. Oh, gosh. I know you know I don't care. Molly, I have no what? secrets. Secrets? What's that? I don't know. I don't know her. I don't know her. Yeah, I don't know her. Um, okay, so uh, we know that you have a big history with Shimona, and you you love the sport, and you you're, you know it very well. Uh, and I know this is a question that's asked in the chat quite a bit, so I want to get to it. Um, is there someone that you would absolutely love to play first that is already in the league? I'll keep the rookies out of it. Um, someone who's been playing for a little while that is a singles and teams player. Uh, singles and teams player. It's yeah. first and foremost, just because of, of how I got into the Schmodown, like, you know, I would love to play Bibbs, but am I at Bibbs level? I'm going to be honest. <laughs> no, because I don't think a lot of people are, to be honest with you, um, for everything like that. So for a first player, I would love to take a shot at uh, Ben Goddard. Um, I think that'd be a really fun match just because I've, I've watched him play and I've, I've seen his trivia knowledge. And I think, 
you know, I think we'll have a fun time and I'll just make bird calls at it maybe. And then like, I'm like a bird. And yeah, I'll be perfect. I'm already very loud and very energetic. So just halfway through an answer, like, ah! and then I'll just, you know, I'll, I'll see what just happens. Just pretend it's a cough. Ka -ka! Ka -ka! Perfect. Yeah. <laughs> Sorry. I really hope that happens now. <laughs> <laughs> maybe even wear a, a bird Hawaiian shirt. Throw them I will, I will, I, do I have any bird ones? I will buy a bird shirt specifically. <laughs> Dress up, dress up like a pigeon. <laughs> just trust me. Just do it. Okay. It'll, it'll piss him and Alex off. It'll piss off Alex. For you, Molly. Yes. Okay. I'll do that. You've heard it here first, folks. If Jacoby gets drafted, he's buying a pigeon suit. <laughs> um, okay. So does anybody else have any questions for Jacoby before we get to our, uh, our final one? Other than our amazing... Ending questions. I mean, our, our question is great at the end. You Did dig I, on it? I, I love our question. Yeah. Uh, you are, I'm going to get rid of you in a second. <laughs> we're watching. Um, okay, I, I do have a quick one. I, I, I want to ask quickly because it's it, seeing your personality, it's, it's a question that kind of just came up. Are you comfortable with playing a character or would you rather be just yourself? Um, Am I am I comfortable playing a character? Yeah, absolutely. I love acting. I was I was a theater kid. Big shocker. Um, so you know, I, I like acting. I like putting on characters, and I, and I like performing. You know, because I've always I've always loved doing it. So if I had to play a character, that's great. Um, but if I get to be myself too and have a good time while doing it, then I'll I'll love that. So but but I'll do I'll do whatever. You throw a character at me as long as it's not a British accent because I cannot do a British accent. <laughs> my life. Um, then I think I'll do okay. <laughs> That's fair. Uh, all right, we'll get to the POV question of the night here, and that is, uh, do you have a favorite movie snack and a favorite candy? Uh, movie snack is, it's, it's, and I'm trying to remember last time I went to the movies, like eight years ago, it seems like, right? Yeah. It was like, <laughs> it's typical popcorn, big bucket of popcorn that I can't ever finish. You know, you always go for the large because it's only like 25 cents more, and they always upsell you, and I always fall for it, even though I never finish it. And you're not going to go in the movie and get a refill halfway through. No. But uh, uh, I love that. I love popcorn. Uh, Candy-wise, I'm always torn. Uh, your last guest, you know, just said uh, kind of the two things that I was going to say. It's Skittles and Reese's. I love wild berry Skittles so much. Wild berry Skittles are the best. I think they're the best flavor. Yes. And then, but when I'm in like a you know a different you know different mood, uh, Reese's any type of Reese's, Reese's peanut butter cups, uh, Reese's pieces, those those fast break bars, you know, yeah. anything Reese's, chocolate and peanut butter, I'm in. Love, Love it. it. Yeah. That's good. Um, all right. Well, well, Jacoby, thank you so much for, for stopping by. And we're I know we've talked a little bit over the last couple weeks, so we weren't able to get you on the special, but uh, it was awesome to finally get you on the show a little bit, hang out with you, get to know you, and can't wait to see what happens on Friday. Yeah, I'm I, <laughs> me too. <You> know? <laughs> <laughs> uh, it's gonna be a good time. Thank you guys so much for having me. Thank you for you know interviewing all the rookies and you know kind of getting our our names out there and stuff. You know, I love what you guys do and everything. And good luck and, and hyping up all my fan league four. Um, I, I said I would do that. So they're all great too. Draft all of them. Um, I think you have Frank Janish next. Frank Janish, we're in a feud. Deal with it. Um, okay, I think it's, it's pretty good. <laughs> all right, so we have a good one, man. Thank you. Thank good, you. Luck. Thank you good luck. Thank you. All right. Yeah, I mean, he big big personality. You can oh, tell yeah. he fit very well in a couple factions. That's for sure. Mm -hmm. Yeah, definitely. Oh, yeah. We love. Excited him. to see if he if he gets drafted, where he'll end up. Yeah. I mean, I I didn't realize, and I don't know, I don't do a lot of research on the fan leagues, but I mean, winning player of the year is a, that's a big deal. That's, awesome. I mean, that's, oh, yeah. that's huge. Little like award thing. That's super cool because they put in like. 
they put in the same amount of work basically as the showdown competitors do. So it's awesome that they do their own little award. That's so rad. Yeah. Thank you guys for doing that. That's awesome. Uh, all right, we're going to shift gears from uh, interviews with our rookies, and we're going to get into the free agency stuff. We have a lot to discuss with the free agency stuff, um, so hang tight. And we're going to bring in uh, Mr. Frank Janis with us, and he is the here. Truth. Go ahead and pop him in. Been chill. It's what is up? Hello, guys. How you doing? Hi, Good. Thanks for joining us, man. Thanks for having me. Uh, first off, i got to say, do you have anything you want to say to Jacoby? Um, answer the question, man. <laughs> <laughs> answer the question if you can't do it here how can you how can you do it in the showdown it's come on frankie, frankie out here just stirring the pot i just i'm trying to put together a draft board and he, he provided no help so <laughs> if his position on the board is affected by that i don't know what to tell you i don't know what to tell you <laughs> that is fair that is fair uh all right let, let's get into this so we have the free agency um, it officially happened. We we know the first three that are on each faction. Um, you could say that some are expected, some were not expected. Uh, let's just kind of talk a little bit to begin with about overall thoughts of, of how the event went. You know, um, did it live up to what was you know kind of uh, you know, led into? And Jill, we'll just go down go down the line a little bit. Jill, what did you think of the free agency stuff? Um, there was a lot of stuff I wasn't surprised with, but the surprises in this. Uh, I said it on Twitter. Who did Kaiser sell his soul to <laughs> to get this to happen? Right? He got <laughs> Robert Parker, the GOAT Dan Merle, and Ben Bateman. How? How? How did you do that? Please explain your ways. Like, I I don't understand. But I think, and then JTE is back, and he's on the Finstock Exchange? Like, <sighs> That was that was kind of interesting to me, but I'm glad to see JTE back. I'm glad to see McWeenie back. That was a fun little surprise because now Sam pulling Liz, Ethan, and McWeenie—that's a solid trio right there. That's a that's a solid trio. And now the whole chaos with Den and corruption. At first, I was screaming because we got Marisol. Sean is still technically pseudo Den until the draft, and then I was like, "You're a Den," and then. She wasn't. <laughs> She's back on corruption, but deception is back, baby. So I, I can't be upset about it. So. That's that's all we care about. I mean, all we care about. deception's back. So, I'm <laughs> uh, Brian, what about you? What, what were your uh, quick thoughts on that? Um, I would like to say I called the Bateman going the dungeon months ago. You so did. I, call that. I called that one. Um, Dan, surprising. Uh, yes and no. I'm more surprised that Ben and Dan are on the same team again than I am, like, him being with Kaiser. Um, I'm trying to think. Liz, Liz moving to the suspects uh, was kind of surprising for me. That one probably I was like, oh, I could see this work. This is a good fit. But I don't know. I That one kind of probably caught me off guard the most so yeah um, i like oh sorry go ahead no you're not <laughs> he's two tonight jeez he started oh, go ahead so much, so much stats. um well going back to the usual suspects i actually wasn't surprised at all with liz shannon miller joining up and i really hope i kind of hope uh that liz and ethan are a team 
Because I mean, come on, that, that just that just sounds perfect to me. Um, I'm looking at everybody else. Honestly, I wasn't that surprised with most of the picks. Uh, yes, the dungeon has some some <laughs> some insane people on their faction, and maybe Kaiser sold his soul to the devil. He did. We shall see. <laughs> uh, excited to see JTE back, um, McQueenie. Yeah, I'm. It was it was fun to watch, but I honestly wasn't that surprised by anything. And Mr. Frank, before we get into the nitty gritty of it, what's up? Yeah, not not too much really changed or happened at the free agency special, aside from where <clears throat> the two biggest names were going to land. I mean, you look at the Den, the two returning players. You know, they traded away Marisol to corruption. Uh, the exchange is two returning players. Corruption, obviously, we know their story. Quirky Marks. All three returning, they're previously there. Same thing with the Stars, same thing with Swag. And then Suspects, they have one returning player and picked up Ethan, or I'm sorry, Liz Shannon Miller and Drew McWeeny. So not a whole lot um, that, you know, the league isn't completely different like I think some some folks out there thought it could be. Obviously, the big, big ripple is the dungeon really uh, flipping the script and going trying to go from worst to first there in one night and they did a pretty good job of that yeah that's very true that's very i will true. say i will say this time i feel like the teams are balanced i mean dungeon is like a little bit you you feel when you look at it just a little bit not by much but like everyone you look at you're like oh crap like i could see them doing really well so yeah, I think it's going to be a really competitive year. And yeah. now that there's more of a plan in terms of what matches are going to be played, when they're going to be played, how we're playing them, uh, I think it will be a much more contentious uh, race to the top throughout the majority of the year. Because I think we got about, what, halfway through the year, maybe barely before we kind of figured out who the top three are going to is going to be between mm -hmm. the exchange, swag, um, and, and corruption while the den flirted with that for a little bit and then it was always kind of like a seesaw between the the quirky mercs and and, and the rock stars uh from there on out but no one really threatened those top three for a vast majority yep. of the year i think that's gonna be a completely different story this year especially with potentially more inner geekdom matches more star wars matches that that lead to more points so you might see um leads trade Way more than uh, way more this year than we did last year, and I think that's, that's obviously personally I think that's great for the league. All the ups and downs and switching back and forth. So uh, I think you're right, Ryan, with the, the teams being a little bit more balanced. Mm -hmm. um, but uh, you know, it looks that way, but it might not turn out that way. We just it's, never know with this kind of thing. Yeah, I, I hope that after the free stuff and, and the draft that we see a lot of flipping in the standings. I, I hope it kind of goes back and forth a lot. That'd be a lot of fun to yeah. see. Um, all right, let's go ahead and start with uh, just kind of going running down the factions a little bit. And we'll start with the Finsock Exchange. And um, we actually have a special guest who is joining us to talk the Finsock Exchange. <laughs> and that is the outlaw, Mr. John Coker. That's goddamn right you do. Goddamn <laughs> right you do. Oh, boy. That's right. Frank, didn't you just lose to me in a schmobates? Get out of here. What do I have to do? <laughs> <laughs> you yeah, loser. Yeah, you're loser. yelling for the next 15 minutes. I'll you do the stats. Right one and zero. Oh. One and zero. Oh. I'll yeah. do the stats. One and zero. Oh. It's not so hard for you. you I, look, John. Kid. If you're if your only win is a good point towards me, something's wrong. 
Something's wrong. I began the year with a win over you. That's how it starts, son. A winning tradition in 2021. (laughs) Okay. I'll take credit for all your success then after this. (laughs) Just like a fan needing all the stroke from a a star. Listen here. It's fantastic. Yeah, I'll say it. I'm an outlaw. I'm a rebel this year, so you can suck it. Here's the deal. I'll tell you right now, we got ourselves a hell of an exchange. You know, it's funny. Everyone's crowing about the dungeon. It's always it's uh, it's funny to me. We cut some dead weight off the team. They picked up the dead weight and everyone's going how everyone's losing their minds about how great of a pickup it is. You know who they picked up? They picked up a guy who choked away two title shots in the last round with what would you would assume are insurmountable leads. And then they picked up a guy like Dan Merle, who I outplayed in both of our team's matches and got more right consistently. He didn't know our last two five-pointers to even give us a shot to contend at the end there. I'm the one that knew the Martin Scorsese answer. I'm the one that knew Terrence Stamp and Young Guns. So there's those things you got to look at here. I think Finstock and I, we had a little conversation in the offseason, and I said to him, we got to cut these guys because they're bringing us down. We need to start over again. We need to have the killer mentality. No more stroking. No more uncom. Look, they can cut all the great promos they want. And look, I taught my brother Dan Merle about promos, everything he knows about promos now. What you see now is a year with the outlaw. That's what I can do. So I'm looking forward to the people we bring into the exchange under the tutelage of a six-time manager of the year in Finstock, JTE coming back, and Craig, one of the up-and-coming future Four belt stars in this league is Craig the Barbarian. So I'm excited about what we've got coming on uh, in the exchange this year for sure. It's nice to strip it all away and start all over again and rebuild the hunger. Everything's accurate there. Everything's not wrong. Thank you very much, Jill. Thank you, Jill. I knew you were a smart one on the show. (laughs) Brian, what's up your ass? What's going on with you? What's wrong? Me? Billy fan? Is that what it is? No, God, no. Is that what it is? No, no. Raiders, unfortunately. (laughs) (laughs) Even worse. I know. Uh, So I do want to ask, because since free agency, um, we always expected that you and Barbarian were going to be two that kind of lead in the pack for Finsock. Um, but a hey, lot of people have been not anymore. JTE now it's a three headed dragon. So I wanted to ask because a lot of yeah. people on social media and in the community are, are questioning the decision of bringing JTE in because he hasn't been around for a little bit. Yeah. Is there something you can tell us as to why you did it or or what he's bringing to the table as a competitor into 2021? Listen, who is the guy that originated being a heel and defending championships? That's JTE. He was, he was always better than Jeff Snyder on the mic. He was always great at stepping up to the plate in those tag team matches and pulling their butts out of the fire. Go and rewatch their run and see how many times Snyder gave credit to JTE for carrying them through matches in those defenses when Jeff, who we know loves to tank matches, needed a little bit of motivation. For God's sakes, Roxy should get double bill as psychiatrist and manager. She should get double pay for that, the way she handled Snyder through his through his uh, run to the belts. Congratulations, Jeff. You finally did it without choking. And it's incredible. So we picked up the strongest player of them, and that you, you combine that with the OG healer, the outlaw, and you got the barbarian with Elvis and Finstock, the OG manager heel. What more do you want here, for God's sakes? While cosplay, while, uh, sorry, while corruption's over there wearing their 99 cent store tiaras, we're out here about to get ready to handle some business. And I saw some people saying over there that corruption in your chat, in your terrible chat, some people say corruption stacked. You gotta be kidding me. Kalinowski can't play the Founding Fathers anymore. What the hell is he going to do now, for God's <laughs> sakes? If it ain't an inner geek, the match, the kid chokes away. 
Chance, that's a good player. I'm not going to deny that. Marisol, <laughs> I think I think Kate got absolutely fleeced in that trade, for God's sakes. Uh, Shannon was offering us three picks for our pick. Three rounds. She'll deny it now. But she was offering us three rounds of picks for that pick because she wanted Marisol so badly. Kate should have held out for more. We'll see how she drafts, though. We'll see how she drafts. I'm so happy that heel John Roke is back. Can I, I just answered seven know. questions and I Jill. I'm sorry. <laughs> <laughs> I apologize. Your job, your, your job is done here. That's <laughs> yeah, I mean, I don't know if we have anything else to ask. <laughs> I got some bad. Brian Nussbaum, you're an idiot. Brian Nussbaum just said, I had a terrible year last year. Bitch, I was two questions away from retaining a belt and fighting for a belt. What have you ever done in your life, son? You had a terrible year last year. Let's let's leave the chat out of this. Brian's birthday, John. John, it's Brian Rosebump's birthday today. Oh, is it really? I'm so happy birthday. <laughs> Son of a bitch, happy birthday. Y'all all loved you. I want to know. Yeah. I, I want to know, have you guys already, I know teams isn't a thing right now, but like, have you already like figured out a team? Because you guys, either way you roll it with yeah. those three would be a good team. No matter oh. which by the way, Which Jake, I'm looking down. I want to make sure people don't think I'm fucking reading. I'm not fucking <laughs> reading. Anyway, go ahead, Jake. <laughs> I look down. I only look at you when I want to look at you. That's how I work. But ha have you guys already talked about a team that you think is going to be the one going forward? Because either way you roll it, the three of you would be a good team. A great team. Yeah, I agree. I agree. And I think that's we, we've been having those internal discussions already. Yesterday, we had a two and a half hour meeting, breaking down all the rookies, breaking down all the players, you know, uh, uh, you know looking at all the scenarios that it can go. Because for once, and this is so great, it's so great to be part of a faction that communicates and talks. Already, we're doing better than we did last year because Ben Bateman. Uh, told nobody about what was happening at the draft. That's what caused all the drama. Him and Tom ran off into a corner, made all these decisions without talking to us. Tom learned his lesson. All three of us, were all four of us actually, were talking yesterday and figure out where we're going to go and what we're going to do for teams and what we think the best situation is going to be. So at this point, we're not ready to announce who the teams are yet. We're going to wait for the draft. And then at the draft, we'll uh, once we get our team together or our crew together, we'll figure out who's in teams and who's in what. That's for sure. So I'm excited. I'm, I'm telling you, I'm reinvigorated. I'm reinvigorated, and I love it uh, because we have no prima donnas on this team. Just driven, angry mother effers looking to prove something to this league, and I love hungry dogs. I mean, there's going to be a lot of them in the draft. So Who's that talking to me? Is that Molly Damon? Molly Damon, you haven't been signed yet, right? You're no. out there to be taken, right? Yes. You've dressed up as Dark Ray, right? Uh-huh. You know how to be a heel. That's all I'm saying. That's all I'm saying. <laughs> uh, Frank, I got to shoot it to you next. Do you have uh, anything for uh, John Roca? No, I know uh, everything already. So. Yeah. <laughs> you Frankie. I know everything he's already going to say. Go put my bags in the plane, Frankie. <laughs> you wish. Did you get a copy of the script that he's reading? Yeah, you may get a copy of the script right here. Yeah. I just opened the bag. Yeah. My script right yeah. here. <laughs> well, uh, there was one Streamlabs that has come through so far for uh, for John, so I do want to get to it. It's Mister uh, uh, Garth McMurray, and he says, uh, "Well, if it ain't Rocky Road Roca, uh, you got some balls showing up here. Keep them away from my face. That's Who right. the heck is going to team up? <laughs> Who the heck is going to team up with you when you're supposed to be riding off into the sunset?" Yeah, 
That's the rumor, right? I keep hearing that uh, people already th- already want to throw dirt on the outlaw. You know, I got one more year, and uh, we'll see what happens at the end of the year. I'm not going to lie. I really enjoyed managing my former brother, Dan Murrow, in his match. I think I did a hell of a job. I don't think anyone could have an issue with how I managed him and completely short-circuited Shannon Barney. It was only because the Coyote outlasted him by one extra question that we're not celebrating me being 2-0 and as a manager and possibly a manager of the year candidate last year, even though I couldn't qualify because I'm an officially manager. But still, I could have done it. Um, yeah, what was the question again? I don't know. I don't remember. <laughs> I got lost again. Uh, no, no, it's my last year, possibly. That's for sure. Look, I've been carrying the league on my back for how many seasons now? I am the Conor McGregor of this league without punching people in the face or throwing things at, at buses. I am the Conor McGregor of this league. I have sold more matches than anybody else in this league. I've won live events. I've, I've, I'm undefeated if you take out the free-for-alls at live events. That's how I do this thing. And so I've, I've left a hell of a legacy. If it's the end, then it's the end. And I think I've paved the way for others to come through. Uh, and you've seen some of the other heels who have come after me. And they've all, in their more, how can I say this? in their moments of epiphany have given credit, due credit to the outlaw for what they've constructed. So we'll see. We'll see. It depends on how it goes. If I have another terrible year as quote unquote, terrible year, then maybe it is time to hang up the Spurs. We don't want to hear that talk right now, John, the year just started. I don't want to hear, I don't want to hear any of that talk right now, sir. Frank does. Frank does. He hates it. I mean, I can't wait till you retire. (laughs) (laughs) I cannot wait. How much more boring will this league be? Hello, I mean, you could just beat him and then, you know, then you could. Hey, no one's you know. beat him, apparently, Frankie. Why don't you take I'm... a shot? Why don't you shoot your mouth off? Why don't you get in the ring with him? I might as well. Yeah, exactly. I'll be, I'll be exactly. no different than anybody else who played him, I guess. We'll all do better. <laughs> we'll have all that in common, yeah. I did, I, I did want to pull this up real quick just because it made me laugh from Mr. Alex Stamen. Alex, this is a possibility. This also came up. I'm not supposed to be smiling. Alex, it's a possibility. <laughs> we discussed it yesterday. We discussed it amongst our uh, amongst yesterday. Uh, the possibility of me finally throwing my helmet in the ring uh, for Star Wars. Uh, I think uh, depending on when the tournament happens, I think it's a possibility, especially now that they're not adding which they had, they were rumored to be adding the Clone War stuff or adding Rebel stuff or whatever. Since they're not adding it, uh, I already, and no lie, I watched uh, four of the Star Wars movies this weekend just to kind of see where I was at and see how much studying I'd need to do. There's only so many movies, Damon, and I've got a hell of a brain that retains a lot of shit. So if I start going down, can I cuss on the show? Yes, you can. Can. Yeah. If I start going down everything, trust me on this. You think Mara can make notes, please. I can make notes like crazy and I'll be ready. And hopefully I'll get a shot at getting in the in the ring and getting in the tournament. I'd love to. I mean, all bets are off this year for the outlaw and all bets are off this year for the Finstock Exchange. So we're going to have some fun. We're playing fast and loose. No pressure. Nobody believes in us. Nobody thinks we can bring it. We're underdogs. So there's, we're playing with house money all year. It's going to be fun. I can't wait to tell Sean. He's been trying to get you in the Star Wars League for how long now? Yeah. <laughs> yeah. So you don't need no 60 days, right? You don't need none of that. No, you need more. You need. I mean, that was ridiculous. Sixty days. It takes longer than that. You got to respect that. I mean, I mean, Molly has had years with this thing, and she has trouble. Laura Kelly has had years with this thing, and she has trouble. I mean, we've seen Alex. We saw. We saw. Uh, 
we saw Ace stumble at the final round there in the in the match, and Ace lives and breathes this thing, and he stumbles. So you just never know. But certainly, sixty days is a bit of an insult. But what would you expect from Bateman other than disrespect? <laughs> I mean, I mean, I know, Molly, you've said give start the sixty day clock. Sean start said start the sixty day clock, but. Still, we're still talking about it, so maybe he'll put. <laughs> I, I sure do. I sure do. That was all right. Six years ago. <laughs> <laughs> okay, so one more streamlabs has come through for uh for the outlaw here, and it's uh from stirring the tea. Um, and uh, he or she says, "So the great John Out- Outlaw Roca, what do you think of Frank Janis listing Jake the Wall Berlin number two on the draft board late <laughs> December?" Um, saying Jake the Wall Berlin could be better than the outlaw. Did that happen? Frank's been trying to find the next outlaw for five years now, but it never ha- it's never happened and never will happen. Wake me up when that kid wins four belts. Then maybe. Uh, but you know what? Uh, anybody who would be the next me, that's an honor. Frank didn't intend it that way, but for someone to say that, that means I've left a legacy in this game. So someone to say I'm the next you know, the next Michael Jordan, the next LeBron James, the next Joe Montana, the next Tom Brady. That means you've achieved excellence in whatever field you've chosen to commit yourself to in competitive competition. Certainly, I've done that. So, Frank unknowingly gave me a compliment, which is probably tearing him <laughs> up inside. <laughs> uh, all right. Well, does anybody else have any questions for uh, for Mr. Roca before we let him out of here? Um, how great does it feel to be back on the heel side of things <laughs> well did i ever really leave what we've done though is fully get, what i've done is shed the weight of this idea of trying to be kind of good and trying to be you know like oh i see how dan does it i see how much the fans <clears throat> love him you know how liberating it is to not give a shit what the fans think anymore, to not care about stroking their hands or popping their zits or giving them advice on Dungeons and Dragons. I don't care anymore. All I care about is winning. It's a great game, sir. Dungeons it's so boring. I don't even know. How many die? How many sides are on this die? That makes no sense. What you, what's your kill shot? I don't know. How, it's ridiculous. What did you roll? All that stuff is nerdy shit. It's so great to shed it all now. I don't have to kiss anyone's ass anymore. I just have to play the games. And that's going to be a lot of fun. And I don't have to be your favorite player anymore. I don't have to be. In fact, if I sh- if a shirt comes out this year with the outlaw, and it's probably coming out the real goat because that's who I am, the real goat, not boring Dan Merle. I am the real goat of this league. I built this goddamn. Do you see a documentary on Dan Merle? I don't. I sure as hell don't. Only two documentaries, me and JT. That's right. And now we're on the same team together. If I get a shirt, don't buy my shirt. Don't wear my shirt. Don't come around me wearing that thing. I will rip it off you like Hulk Hogan rips his Hulkamania shirts. I will leave you standing there half naked with your belly out at a live event. So don't you dare wear my shirt. Don't you buy it. If you buy it, I swear to God. I will <laughs> Figuratively, not literally. That's an interesting marketing strategy, I got to say. <laughs> Keep it down, Dark Ray. Keep it down. <laughs> <laughs> anyway. Well, uh, John, I, I got to say thank you for popping in for a little bit, man. I, I know that it was uh, short-lived, but we're happy to have you here on POV. This is the second time so far you've popped in and yelled at us, and we really enjoy it. So you are welcome back. Yeah. You guys are my favorite. Uh, you guys are one of my favorite shows to watch and listen to. Oh, you it's- said favorite first. <laughs> <laughs> we all heard it. I'm, 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 I'm moving the ultimate Schmodown show to my channel, so I can't say. <laughs> what I can say 
is I respect all your points of views. I think you have a great, fun show, uh, and it's great to have a player because that's what matters when you have an actual player doing commentary, doing their ideas, doing analysis. That's the difference between this show and something like the Schmodown Rundown, which I wipe my butt with, for God's sakes, because neither <laughs> one of them have never been in a ring. And I like that Molly's been in a ring. It gives a whole new perspective, so I trust you all's analysis of everything. Thank you so much for having me on. Thank you, Thank you for coming. Yeah, right, I gotta Frank, go. Frank, looks like, Frank looks like he has you on mute right now. He hasn't. <laughs> he, doesn't <care. laughs> he doesn't care. Look at him. Same wall he's had for seven years. All right. I got to get out of here and go kick some puppies. Good I luck. love you. <laughs> oh, my God. What the hell? Oh. All right. Oh, well, um, with that. Oh, wow. uh, <laughs> Oh, good lord. How you doing, Frank? Frank, you can I'm come great. back now. I'm great. I watched two episodes of Ted Lasso during all that. <laughs> I was about to say, you look pretty calm during all that. Yeah. <laughs> like, he's you just got Netflix on in the corner. He's yeah. Like, I'm just going to yeah. let this guy yell for a little bit. I'll yeah. be back. I, I, I know what it's all about. Yeah, I know what it's all about <laughs> these days. Yeah. Um, well, so, since, since we're on the topic of the Finstock Exchange, let, let's just get into it real quick. Because obviously, like I mentioned... John and, and Barbarian were the two that were the obvious, obvious keeps there. We were expecting that to happen. But the JTE one was definitely a shock for us, and we didn't see it coming just because he didn't play last year. His name didn't really pop up in any kind of, like, you know, rumors or anything like that. Uh, and, and, Brian, I'll start with you on this one first. What did you think of the move for JTE to Finstock? Uh, it's interesting. It's definitely interesting. I would have loved to have seen him play more last year. So I can know where he's at right now. Um, ring rust is a thing for some people. I don't know if that is or is not a thing for him right now. Uh, he went w one round in the horror tournament. Wasn't didn't he come in at the like end? At the very end, yes. Yeah. So like I can't gauge it off of that. Like that's I'm sorry, but that was one round. Um, so yeah, I, I mean. His track record is fantastic. He has a great track record. I mean, Patriots, everyone knows that name. Does, does he have ring rust? I don't know. The thing that I keep thinking about is, wow, they have, they have a great combo for teams. We don't have teams right now, at least yeah. at this moment. So that is in a couple of these factions i'm like wow they have great opportunities for teams and then i'm like well that's not a thing right now so I, i'm just wondering where that comes into it but um the jte thing I, I i'm curious how his first match coming back goes molly what about you uh i'm excited to see jte here actually uh finstock had an interesting year last year an interesting season kind of rocky uh and i feel like after seeing what jte said during the free agency mm -hmm. stuff i i'm excited to see what he's bringing i mean he sounds like i i i don't see much ring rust or whatever you want to call it coming off of jte he's he knows movies it's kind of his thing you know he's He's one of the OGs, and yeah, I'm I'm excited to see what he does for the Finstock, and uh, yeah, whenever teams happens, that'll be that'll be interesting. 
and he's an original, so it's cool just to see him back in, in the league in general. Yeah. Uh, Frank, what about you? Yeah, I'm definitely excited to see JTE back in the league uh, near near the forefront of things. Uh, last season, yeah, he was drafted, but then traded, and then you know, only popped up once. Um, I had heard that the JT was gonna wanted to be more of a presence this season, this upcoming season. Uh, I certainly did not think he would be someone signed in the free agency period because last year I think he was drafted pretty late in, in, in the draft, and I thought that if a manager wanted him, they wouldn't need to sign him. They could wait until third, fourth round, fifth round of the draft to go ahead and snatch him up. Uh, he's also someone who plays out of state, but as we, as the current state of the Shmodan is digital, that's not really a hindrance these days. So I can see why it would be appealing to want to have JTE more so on your faction this year than as opposed to last year. Um, with that all said, it is a curious move that this was um, a signing for Finstock because I had tweeted out uh, the day after, I want to know who said no to people. I was going to bring that up if you didn't. I yeah. loved that tweet. Look, I, well, I, I suspect and I have, I mean, I've, I've heard things, I've heard there have been, there, there were offers out there to certain players who have, who declined and did not show up in any other of these rosters. Um, and some that have actually showed up on these rosters who declined other places. So, I don't know what happened with the exchange because I don't I don't want to say it's a desperation move on Finstock uh, to to have JTE in that third slot come in at the end there and because I had always wondered who's going to want to play with for all intents and purposes appeared to be a very dysfunctional unit last year uh, who's going to want to step into that. With the, with, especially with the way that, that that faction is now turning more towards a darker side and how many people want to um, engage with that, especially when you have the intensity level of a John Roca and the absurdness that's going to be ratcheted up with Tom Dagnino now. Like, those are actual legitimate concerns. Do you want to be a part of that? And I don't know how much of that was a turnoff for some of these players um, going into it, but... That is definitely not a turnoff uh, for JTE. It would not deter him away from something like this. You know, he leans into all of this type of stuff, and so it makes perfect sense that he's on the Finstock Exchange. It is surprising that it happened uh, last Friday. Mm -hmm. I did. I did have a comment that I wanted to pull because I kind of agree with this one with what Chuck had said. JTE definitely could have waited yep. to get wrapped because um, I don't know if anyone else would have like what Frankie said. I don't think anyone else would have really picked him until later. And I'm also kind of surprised that they didn't pick Demolanta as one of their top three with someone who already has a guaranteed Star Wars title shot this season. So that I was kind of surprised with. And I was like, JTE? Okay. I'm not mad about it. Like, well, I love JTE. But I was that, I was kind of like, okay, choices were made here. May, could, I mean, this is out of left field, but what if Demolanta is one of those people who said no? And that's possible, especially because what we just heard from John, Barbarian could be a possible four belter. So is Barbarian stepping into Star Wars now? It's, it's very interesting. To step into Star Wars. <laughs> I'm very just... curious as to what's happening with the Star Wars players over at the exchange. Oh, Barbarian <laughs> and Star Wars. I I just uh, no no <laughs> no no. Yeah, it's. I, I think it wouldn't have been as shocking if 
it was someone who you think of as like a first rounder in the draft coming up on Friday. But and JT had it. He was he's great when he was playing, but he has someone that because he hasn't been playing, you didn't expect to be drafted in the first round, maybe second round or late second, early third, just because he hasn't been playing. And so that's kind of why it was such a big shocker, because it wasn't the types of names, you know, that were being thrown around in the in the first round, the Mark Riley's or, or you know, those type of players. It was someone who I expected to be called. Yeah, it, it was just kind of a, a very random, very out of left field name that nobody was really expecting to see. Uh, and then I saw Frank's tweet, and I, I, it really just kind of like made me think, well, yeah, I mean, that could very much be the case. There could have been a number of players who said, no, I really don't want to play with you. I don't want to play with them. And and it was it could be seen as a desperation move. It, it's it, If anything, it's the desperation move of free agency. And, and here's the other thing. When you bring up Ben Bateman, there was – uh, and he alluded to it on, on the free agency special and on the rundown. Did he about... finally say he's going to play Star Wars? <laughs> no. I'm just, what I'm going to say is that he alluded to the fact that, you know, he was talking to everybody. Or, I mean, he, he flat out said that. But what he I think he, he sort of alluded to was that he, he may have had a hand in where certain people ultimately decided where to go. So if, you know, the report that Ethan Irwin was leaning towards the exchange – um, which, you know, seemed to be a little more uh, factual than I than I cared to admit that was the reality. Um, and then then that didn't happen. You have to look at someone like Ben Bateman, who who's who's talking to everybody and saying, you know, he's talking and it looks pretty serious. You should probably figure that out and lock it down if you know. And then meanwhile, Ben Bateman's not even signing with that faction. So. Um, and uh, we can get the whole dungeon stuff because that that is quite might as well let's um, get to it. If they ever made a VH1 behind the music thing or behind the show now, <laughs> let me tell you. The, tell us, Frankie. Tell us. The dungeon stuff, how that all came to be, is not what was like the day one thing. There was um, many incarnations of what was going to be on the dungeon. Uh, this coming season, and it was all varying levels of 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 very interesting combinations of players that would have definitely turned heads, no matter what combination of players were going to be were going to be on that on that squad. And I do know that uh, this Dan Murrow Ben Bateman team up what was was I think floated as a possibility very early on, but also didn't feel realistic like it could happen and so and so then i know that the dungeon went through some other types of 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 planning and talking to other players and and theorizing who else they could bring in and then kind of you know no one ever really lost contact but and then one day it just all kind of clicked and then next thing you know it boom this is happening this was gonna happen and now it's not but this is for sure gonna happen dan merrill ben bateman uh we've told the commissioner He's not happy about it. Believe me, he was not like people were like uh, in the Facebook group and on Twitter were like, I don't know if I believe it or on Reddit, you know, I don't know if I believe this. Believe it, a hundred percent. He was not happy about this at all, and I think it's because he would rather have seen. And I kind of agree with him on this that you would like to see everyone spread out to get that evenness around the league with Dan Merrill here, Ben Bateman over there. I don't hate the team up. I'm pretty excited about what could happen here. But make no doubt about it, there is a ton of pressure on this team up than I think even more than Founding Fathers ever had, if only because Ben Bateman has kind of 
built up this persona around himself that he's born for greatness and that this this is going, he's going to manifest it this way. But that all said, um, Christian was not particularly pleased. But when you give the players the power in free agency, this is the type of thing that can happen, and you can like it, you can dislike it, but, but and it is what it is. Um, I think it's very interesting um, that it actually did happen and uh for the dungeon but um and and kaiser said it i think i don't know if he said it on rundown or on um live with the, uh live with the roxy you know smets was kind of sealing the deal on a lot of this stuff and definitely he was magic <laughs> yeah he's always gonna have kaiser's back and he had him had his back in this instance and you know and it's not that kaiser couldn't you know seal the deal on his own either because you look at the company smats keeps and it's kaiser and so that that lends a lot of um what's the word i'm looking for um status or what have you right a lot of credibility um in terms of what kaiser can do um for a faction for a player and how he understands and how he's adaptable uh so i like the dungeon is when i heard this was going to be the plan and then parker is you know, shoring up the inner geekdom division, he's going to have a chip on his shoulder and fighting for Smets. I was like, wow, this is going to be interesting um, because I didn't know. It really is. There, there's a lot yeah. that can come out of it, and we'll see what exactly develops. I know I'm kind of rambling on about this, but it You're was good. all very, very, um, <laughs> like, just the story from beginning to end for the dungeon, how this happened. Let me tell you, it was driving me nuts um, <laughs> because... I thought we were, I thought they were going one way, and then I would hear their well, this has changed, and now it's okay. Now it's oh Bateman, God. but we got to find a partner, or tomorrow we got to find a blah blah blah. And it was, it was guys, it was. If they could tell <laughs> this story, I'm telling you, it would be incredible. So, so instead of having like the the doc, like the documentaries about single players, uh, Christian, can we get a like a behind the music uh, kind of <laughs> scenario of the dungeon and the makings of this draft pick, please? Thank I mean, you. it would be. Yeah. I'm I'm interested. So, so this is this is a very different scenario than it was when Merle and and Roko came together. I mean, obviously, they're rivals, but it's a it was a very different type of rivalry between the two of them. Bateman and Merle have they've had their time together, and it, it's you know a very heightened type of rivalry against one another. Um, I'm interested in in one how it works, but I'm also interested in in like Frank was kind of saying is which person committed first. And then yeah. who came in afterwards and yeah. said, this is who we have. Like Kaiser went to them and said, we have this person. Here's your teammate. And then that person said, okay, yes, I'll do this. And I don't know if that'll ever come to the light of day who committed first. And then that person followed, but I'm interested if it was Bateman first, Merle second, because that would be the more, um, more, you know, not believable scenario. I guess that Merle would agree to that if Bateman was on there. But if Merle went first and then Bateman's like, yeah, I want Merle as my partner. That's the one I think went. I feel like that's the more believable scenario. But it would be interesting to know if it was Merle that finalized that last and Kaiser had to do whatever he possibly could to be like, look, I know you guys have had your your beef, but come on this. I will lead you guys to a championship, et cetera, et cetera. And and we'll go after the Finstock Exchange and all that type of stuff. Because there were were points where I think – um Merle was on board but there was no Bateman in the picture and then it kind of fell apart and then and then Bateman's in the picture but Merle wasn't on board uh or in the picture 
And, and so, like, there was this um, back and forth of like, okay, okay well, can we get this? Can we get Dan or can we get Ben or? And then because there was like a point where it just it didn't seem like it was going to be possible to have them both on the same team. Um, you know, Dan, I think. You know, you could look to, like there was a report that, you know, he was going to go to the suspects. That was very much uh, something that uh, looked like it was going to happen. And then and then it didn't. You know, Ben Bateman very much thought like, you know, he was going to possibly team up with Paul Preston um, or Drew McQueenie. Like that, those like all that stuff was happening and things were just changing all the time. And it was maddening. Um, but fun as hell <laughs> just to be sure. like, it really is not really involving me. I just kind of just sitting back and, and observing it. Um, just to fly on the wall. Don't mind me. Just yeah. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. So, I mean, like, there's, there was plenty of combinations of, we got this one, but we don't have this. We have this, we don't have that for the dungeon. I am assuming for, um, probably even Sam and, and even, even the den, the other factions, I think, you know, they, they wrapped up the same core that they had last year so i don't yeah. think there was too much going on that's why there wasn't that much really interesting to report on uh for those or anything leaking out there quote unquote leaking about these other factions just because everything that those factions had built as their core it didn't make sense for them to relocate and, and start over again yeah. you know i mean like the the oyama lon harris thing is that was that were they ever going to split i don't know how serious it was but Paul definitely had talked to Bateman. Like, that's not, like, he was not, Bateman wasn't shy about that either. Like, I don't know how realistic. I mean, was Dan ever going to go to swag? There's a world. There was a world, but it never materialized. So there was, like, all these little things going on. But ultimately, I mean, it it, it landed up with the dungeon in terms of Ben Bateman and Dan Murrow. And uh, it's just an incredible story, guys. I mean, yeah. I wish, I, I really wish I actually documented it even better and i probably didn't just because i yeah, where's I knew the 30 that... for 30 coverage come on oh, for real for real I, I, i'm really kicking myself now that i didn't uh, do that because i because i always was like well i'm never going to be able to you know report on this in real time so i didn't really keep too much track of it so maybe i'm am misremembering some stuff but for for the it's majority fine. of it just, it can, is what it is you can embellish, you can embellish things it's fine it's okay just, <laughs> yeah it wouldn't be the first time someone in the show went embellished uh, <laughs> stories <laughs> Uh, before we move on, Molly and Brian, did you guys have any thoughts on the uh, the the Bateman Merle dungeon stuff that went down? I'm just I'm curious as to like where else they were leaning towards, if not the dungeon. Like if they were like this close to signing with some other faction, like what which one would it have been? I could see. Uh, Dan on the suspects, but I also kind of feel like Dan was probably the first between Dan and Ben to sign with the dungeon. I, that just like I feels like what probably happened, and then Bateman followed. Yeah, yeah. But curious to see if if they almost ended up somewhere else. There was there was um an interesting wrench in Drew McQueenie when you know we found out that he was going to be um returning you know it's like well okay well does he want to go with sam and you know bateman because the merle bateman thing hadn't really happened and you know bateman's gonna was talking to everybody which included drew mcweeney so 
you know, there was a moment where it looked like that could have been something. And, and um, McWeeny had mentioned that. And now we have this yeah. McWeeny-Bateman rivalry. Oh, give me and, that. And, and <laughs> Love it. I, I, I won't get into, like, the specifics of what went down with that because I think that'll probably come out in due time or how, however that comes out. But um, let me tell in, you something. In ben your 30 Bateman, for 30 coming in. Ben Bateman... I didn't really see it in the moment while everything was happening, but looking back on it, Ben Bateman was very conniving this 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 past off season, this free agency period. Just very, off, very conniving. Just off season? <laughs> I mean, <laughs> more so normal. than ever. More so yeah, than ever. Yeah, more so than ever. <laughs> oh, uh, it was Tuesday. Season. Okay. I mean, to, to the point where, you know... I, I think Christian was would would ask me, you know, my leaking story is to David Sacker. I'm like, no, no. I mean, it's got to be. I was like, it's either you or Ben Bateman, and and it's probably it was probably Ben Bateman. I haven't really confronted Ben on that, but I wouldn't be surprised if it was in fact Ben Bateman. Now, just due to everything that uh, the way Paul Preston responded in the special, Jeremy Community responded in the special. Um, there's it's. God, guys, that story, I'm telling you. <laughs> I can't, it's so crazy. It's okay, so, so crazy. Guys, you heard it here first. We're going to get a Frankie Janish 30 for 30, and we're going to uh-huh. help hear all the tea that happened with this, yeah. all this craziness that happened backstage. <laughs> uh, Brian, you got any thoughts before we head, we uh, move on? I mean, they look great in singles. I'll say that. Because <laughs> yeah. right now, they ain't no teams. Yeah, there ain't no teams. So, I mean... Uh, part of me is like, wow, great job. Like that is a great team. I mean, Parker obviously is there too, but I'm like, yeah, you look good in really good in singles. That, and that's kind of it right now. <laughs> like, I mean, unless we get teams coming back. Great. If, if, if teams is coming back, then yeah, absolutely. Like teams oh, will we, be back. Um, yeah. It will be back. Probably not till at the very early halfway through the season, uh, unless they figure something else out uh, before then. And you know they'll begrudgingly do it because they have to do it. Um, you're not you're not gonna have a whole year without a team's division that would just you know. Then what do you do with the odd couple and all that stuff and blah blah blah. So while yeah, you can sit there and question like, well, okay, is it really that big of a deal if they're a team because they might not even play a lot. We might not even have a lot of team play. Um, I think even if we had the amount of of matches um, for teams last year that we do this year, I don't think that's going to be the case. I think there will be more just because they've increased the bandwidth of the schedule. First of all, this year, we're increasing it another match and actually a couple when, when you have pay-per-views and whatnot. So if there's like four months of nothing but you know 90% is team matches, that could very well happen. It would probably be maddening for production and all that but i think you know they'll do whatever they need to do and also you mean to tell me you're not going to want to to debut merle and bateman i mean they're going to try and debut merle bateman probably in a studio obviously and and, and, um i would like to think but push come to shove you know they'll do what they need to do um and they have the first round they have the first pick of the draft so you know, that's there's what's scary to me. There's there's a lot of other things that are honestly, I you know, so many different directions you can go. I mean, people seem to think, well, okay, well they have Robert Parker in her geekdom, they have singles and teams locked up with Bateman and, and Merle, so obviously you go Star Wars. Well, 
there's like 20 something star wars players now um who do you pick and why do you pick them and you know everyone the 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 margin for excellence in in star wars is so razor thin that you know laura kelly missed one question and she lost a match scrimshaw he didn't miss anything until sudden death he lost the match so and then you want to factor in yeah and then you want to factor in dragon con players you know like okay well they could very well kill it as well and only miss one question and still lose so it's very hard to figure out just how much hype means behind a star wars player um because the schmodown is so different and how it operates there's some a lot of luck based factors star wars kind of you know not so much in that one but it seems like it actually might be a lot more prevalent due to the fact that you're going to see nothing but one or two misses in star wars matches this year and it's going to be absolute insanity and oh my i feel so bad for the people writing these questions i really do i, I mean, right. you better have 30 questions in the bank for overtime every match i, I just it's gonna be good lord before we move on, let me ask since we're on Star Wars right now, do you think it is an absolute necessity to have two Star Wars players yes, this year? 100%. Yeah, and there's enough, there's enough for two. Um, and there's enough matches coming for two for sure. Yeah. Yeah. Enough matches. There's enough players for two players on every faction. Um, if, if a faction does not have two, they've made a grave mistake. <laughs> they've made a grave mistake. And I'll tell you the other thing. I'm going through like this list. I just pretty thin in terms of who's really, really good, who needs to be proven yet. You know, we heard some of these incoming rookies that are really good or, you know, should be really good. They still need to be proven in, in, over here. Um, you know, IG, I think, in the draft is going to be a premium, premium picks where I think you can kind of take your foot off the gas a little bit in terms of start picking Star Wars players because I think in that first round it should really see some – Inner Geekdom go before Star Wars. I know people are saying, you know, these Dragon Con players got to go with first or second round. Maybe, maybe, but what are you giving up um, by doing that, you know? Sorry, I'm going like all over the place. Right <laughs> no, you're fine. fine. I, you're fine. I love your insight. That's why you're yeah. here, Frankie. That's why you're here. <laughs> Thanks. Um, I, I love all the Dragon Con players, but I am going to keep singing the praises of Zach Briquette because he's a good friend of ours. That kid knows freaking movies all yeah, movies yeah, star wars star wars either he's star wars singles. star wars ig singles put him in anything he will do well he could be Just the first saying. four division player who came in as a star wars player yeah yeah that would be interesting that would be very interesting oh uh, we think the stream labs i've heard that john sullivan guy is pretty good at ig john and star sullivan wars pretty great this is star true um, okay, we did get a stream labs on the topic that we're talking about, which is why I want to get to it. It says, uh, Ben showed he always uh, wants to be the bridesmaid to Dan's bride, showing why he is number two. Very much like Brad Gilmore is the bridesmaids to Frank's bride. Do we know <laughs> trades, <laughs> Do we know if trades can happen during the draft? I believe they can. Correct? Yeah, we had trades last year in the draft. Yeah. We'll, we'll, I mean, I don't know that there actually should be trades in the draft this year, to tell you the truth. I, I don't – I mean, I don't know <laughs> – because they're, when it comes to the rookies, what are you really trading around for? You don't know anything about these players, really. Mm -hmm. There's very limited tape on, on on these on these rookies that have been making their rounds on these shows, um, and, and that's great. I mean, unless you really know something that a, a lot of people, other people, including myself, don't, uh, I don't know that there's going to be a lot of trading picks. I, I, I would suspect not, but 
you never know. Someone might want to feel, you know, like they got to do something to spice it up or whatever and, and go that route. Certainly not out of the realm of possibility, but I just I don't really see the, the reason behind it. I think everyone's pretty much situated pretty well um, where they're at, and if they do their homework, they can they can fill in their gaps without having to trade around picks and get fancy with it, and then thus jeopardizing their, the later rounds where a lot more of these rookies are probably going to go. And those could be your diamonds in the rough. And if you trade away two picks to move up around, you're you're not going to have access to those to those players. Um, then again, that said, they all they all got to do what you know they say they can do and, and prove themselves. So it really is a crapshoot. But I think, it, in my opinion, managers should pretty much just sit tight uh, with the, with their picks. Yeah. For Christian's sakes, having to figure out who's going where and all yeah. the numbers. <laughs> yeah. um, okay, another one has come in, and this is from Shmomi the Money. Uh, and they say, chances the dungeon either ends the year uh, or at one point has all four belts. Chance? Yeah, no, like chances. chances that, they, that they either have them all at once oh, or end the year with I all four. Chance is like chance. Mm-hmm. Okay, like well, so that's I was yeah. like chance going into Star Wars. I was that, confused for a second. I mean, that's saying that Alex is gonna lose. Yeah, and that's a Which, that's a tough. It, it will happen, but it will be to me. <laughs> <laughs> and will you be on the dungeon? Yeah, I don't know. <laughs> um, well, I mean, just quickly, chances that they could end up with all four belts. No. The dungeon? Um, it's a possibility. Yeah, it's a possibility. It's a poss- Is it better than most? I would probably say yeah, uh, based on just the three players signed right now for each of these factions, except for Den has two. Um, I'd say yeah. I think, and then, and it's and it's only really because they have the first pick, so they could if they. If they find a really great Star Wars player that works well for them, that's the other thing I want to say about Star Wars players. Because the margin, like I said, is so thin of, of greatness with Star Wars players, you really gotta find who works well with you, yeah. who who jives with you know your vibe in, the, in in your faction. And I think that's probably maybe a route managers could go in determining how to figure out who's who's great and who's not. Because you could sit here and say, well, you know. Thomas Harper, he's gonna win it all. Like, well, he, yeah, he might, but Andrew DiMolanta might win it, or Molly might win it, or Laura Kelly might win it by only missing no questions, while someone just missed one. So, you gotta, I think you go into it, who's gonna work well with you and 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 meshes with your um your your faction. I will say. If you're someone like Zach, who knows a lot about movies and and has that in his repertoire, that's probably a little bit more appealing for some managers who go, he's not just a Star Wars guy. He can help in study sessions with other things. Maybe, you know, some of the more inner geekdom type of movies or just in general as well. You know, he's not so, these players aren't, aren't so excluded, you know, from our other things and they can't, you know, not contribute. Maybe a player like Zach, a manager could find that he could contribute, not just in Star Wars, but behind the scenes and, and in other facets of studying and, and preparing other players on their faction, something like that. I think this year specifically, it's, I wouldn't say more important, but it's more of an asset to have people playing more than one division. Yeah. Um, 
because the more people you have that are playing in multiple spots, the more chances you can put your eggs in one basket or have it spread out everywhere. And I mean, if you're playing one, if you have two people, let's just say you have two Star Wars competitors that are only playing Star Wars, you're banking on those two and that's it. Yeah. So, but I mean, if you have someone that's playing Star Wars and IG or Star Wars and singles or something like that, ten it looks a little bit more valuable. Definitely. Yeah. All right, we're gonna have to jam through some of these real quick. I'm gonna read off uh, what happened in in free agency, uh, and we'll kind of discuss the big things that happened. But I'll pull these up. Um, so there were three factions that ended up with three players. Uh, from last year's squad. So uh, Winston went with, Ch- with Chandru, uh, Pauliyama, and then uh, uh, Lon. And uh, that was followed up by Roxy taking Jeff Snyder, Mark Draco, and Alex Damon. And Coy took Bibbs, uh, the kid, and then filled his third spot with Kevin Smith. Um, and then obviously we know about Corruption. We talked about Dungeon. We talked about Finsock. And then this one was announced during free agency. Paul Preston, Ben Goddard, and Marisol were the three that the Den took. But then... Uh, as the rundown happened, this was announced that Marisol was officially traded uh, back to corruption for that last pick in round one and the first pick in round two. Um, so that's something that we can start with. We can start with some things that maybe happened to the other factions. Uh, oh, I skipped the suspects. Excuse me. I skipped the suspects. Um, so uh, Sam, <laughs> Sam, uh, Sam, Sam changed his team up a little bit. He was able to bring Drew McQueenie out of retirement. He nabbed Liz Shannon Miller from swag and he brought back Ethan Irwin, which is a big, big get for him as well. Um, Jill, I'll just start with you. Is there something specific that you wanted to talk about that maybe isn't the, uh, the Marisol trade, which we will definitely get to. Uh, <laughs> Coy picking Kevin Smith as his third pick was kind of, I felt like that was kind of questionable. It's a JTE situation where he probably could have picked in the draft, right? I think I think he could have picked him in the draft. I think he he could have gone with maybe someone from Real Rejects or a Star Wars player or I I was that one kind of caught me off guard a bit. I I agree that it was kind of like a similar situation with JTE where he probably could have snagged him in the draft because I don't know of any managers who would have possibly even picked kevin smith to be honest yeah. but i could be completely 100 percent wrong um but for me that was kind of interesting also i'm also kind of surprised that andres wasn't in winston's three yeah that also was kind of a surprise to me uh, which i'm thrilled that final exam is is 100 back together absolutely thrilled about that but Winston risking losing Andres, I think, was more of a shock to me. Yeah, I agree. I think uh, the Kevin Smith thing is definitely a little bit of a, a question mark. Um, also, yeah. it kind of pertains like may, who who may have said no to Koi? Who may have said no to Koi? I'm sorry, um, Mara. <laughs> yeah, Mara. exactly. That's a big deal, like, and and that's the, the one person that, that, that one almost up. seems obvious now at this point. Yeah, yeah. That, that's, <laughs> that that's that the one name that people are bringing up that she wasn't in the free agency special, which is very interesting. Um, that's an interesting thing that that she didn't play last year, and she said no to the manager that drafted her originally. Like, what manager didn't go to Andrew DiMolanta and and Mark Kanopic who have title shots right now? Right, yeah. who didn't go to them? Who, like everyone should have gone to them. Yeah, and so presumably, apparently, presumably. They said no. Yeah. I mean, you would think that's what it looks like. 
And then, you know, so... I wonder if that is leading to a manager telling them, I'm going to draft you in the first round of the draft if you say no to other managers. But you're also taking a gamble depending on where yeah, you're you at. are. You are, but but I mean, if, if the deal must be that sweet or or the, the pitch must have been that good. Yeah. I, I mean, the, the other side of that also is what if what if Dagnino, you know, went to, didn't go to Dean because he felt like he's not going to beat Alex Damon. What if Coy didn't want to resign Mark because he didn't feel like she could be Chandra? I mean, is like so like there is that other side. It's not. I, I don't want to just completely put out there that they said no. I mean, there could be other lines of thinking. Now that kind of sounds crazy because you still want to take that shot. You have that shot, and if they lose, well, then they could be in a tournament, you know, later on, and still get, and they're still great players, especially with you the point otherwise. value now. Yeah, yeah. yeah. Mm-hmm. I mean, so, even if they lose, they're they're two of the elite players in their divisions. Right. No matter if they lose, yeah. like you, you, that's still worth taking a shot on those yeah. type of players. Like I, said, I don't think that, that that proposition was likely. I think it's r- rather the former that that I mentioned. But you know, we'll have to wait and see if we'll ever get an official word on on, on those kind of things. Yeah. To me, honestly, the the team that I kind of don't understand why it's not being talked about more is suspects that to me that team is is like whoa like i mean i i see i see that team and i put them against the dungeon yeah you don't have an ig player but in my opinion bateman and liz that could be a pretty even match. Bateman and McWeeny. Yeah. I feel like that's a coin toss. Like yeah. wherever that coin lands. Then you have Ethan, who has a history with Dan. So yeah. it's like I I'm kind of like they're kind of just as scary as the dungeon. Like yeah. if they grab an IG player, like right off the bat, I mean. I would assume Kaiser's not going to grab an IG player very first, right off the bat. Whoever is that IG player, uh, maybe that Sam takes that first round, they kind of are on a level playing field, in my opinion. I, I think that Sam had, and look, it's Bateman and Dan, but I think Sam had the most surprising and probably overall the best free agency. Um, he was able to pull someone like Drew McQueenie. If we get old Drew McQueenie, that is scary. That is very scary. If we get Ethan Irwin, who continues to go for those title shots, obviously that's very scary. Liz was probably one of the best players last year who was on like everyone's big board as this up-and-coming player who really showed what she was able to do. I mean, she is someone to to not be trifled with going forward. I, I um, have this theory about with Inner Geekdom this year that whoever ends up winning the Intergeekdom tournament, whatever faction ultimately wins that, that tournament, will probably win the faction title. Because okay. Intergeekdom is so thin with players in terms of who could really challenge and and, and compete for a title, at least in the in, in a tournament sense. Mm-hmm. I think, you know, you look at Parker, yeah, he got bounced by chance, but, like, that was a just a crazy kind of, kind of thing. Do I think that will happen again? I, I don't... It's more of a 50-50 more than I thought, you know, you know, last year I thought it was he probably had odds on favor where it's probably still 50-50. He still has a shot. He still could do it obviously. Um but if you're some of these earlier factions like the Dungeon Suspects and the Den and you take Intergeekdom players, 
And you look at this, I mean, uh, the Den, for instance, I mean, you know, they got it. I think they got to take Inner Geekdom. You know, some yeah. of these, if you take away the depth of Inner Geekdom, now you're forcing these other factions to peer through, you know, sift through this rookie list and see, like, well, okay, well, who's going who's gonna to help me out here? I mean, like, Amaru's, like, the one name that's really been standing out the most. There's a couple others out there that I think could could do pretty well as rookies, but have those managers done the work and figured it out because some of these other if you if you kind of stack up on some inner geekdom you could probably ship them to other factions for something else down the line because they might be desperate come tournament season i don't know and correct me if i'm wrong but sam has a second pick of the draft he does have the second uh if if and i don't feel like kaiser's gonna take her i think sam takes mara but here's the see. This is the thing I'm saying though. What if Kaiser does take her? That's the thing. That and, and that, now Sam's like, mark. okay, well, who's the next best available? And it's like a proven commodity is Brandon Hanna. Brandon Hanna. I mean, like he 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 knows his stuff. Yeah. You know, and then if outside of that, I mean, you're looking at does will does he go Star Wars instead of IG if someone's taken then? You would have to think so. I mean, you know, then then he's gonna put his eggs in in that basket, right? So, like. Kaiser could kind of set the tone for 100%. what yep. is going to go on with um, some of these picks, or in terms of like Inner Geekdom or Star Wars. Uh, yeah, this is an insanely fascinating. It's so fun thing to like go over and figure out what the hell these managers are going to do because I don't know what what type of homework they've done. Uh, is it surface level stuff? Is it have they really quiz these players? What have they done to figure out who they want to sign and what they know about these players? It's and it's maddening to put together a list because I just you don't know where these these managers' brains are at because you know I tweeted like the incoming rookie class is larger than the veteran class that's in the mm-hmm. is in the draft like yeah, that's absolutely. insane like yeah. and how do you mesh those two lists and figure out that this incoming rookie is better than this incoming this returning veteran like where do you take you know I don't know and i mean it it's going to come down a little bit to which manager is putting that extra effort into figure out who these players are who 100%. who is good at what who is capable maybe you're watching some film if they're a fan leaguer so, something because if you're just going to go in and pick people off what you've heard i don't see that working very well for you uh, especially with the amount of people we have this year if you're just going to go that rookie that it's not it's the yeah yeah it's not going to work well for you but i mean some may be I, better off doing that actually <laughs> some of them but i mean like Dagnito, you know yeah <laughs> but i mean like that's what i really want sorry yeah it's no i mean the the one i'm i'm curious about is sam i mean sam we know he's very much a sports-minded person so is is he doing that background research of who is really good for what and this and that? Because, I mean, to me, he's in a position to have a power team. He's got the second pick, and his team is pretty stacked yeah. as it is. But if you go off of just like, okay, I think this person's good, and that's your first-round pick, you're like, oh, that could, that could shift your – team the rest of the yeah because draft. if sam is forced to respond to what kaiser does let's say kaiser takes mara he can't even draft an inner geekdom player till the 15th pick mm-hmm. 
Yeah. And who knows who's taken in between that time and what the field looks like, you know? So it, the then, field would be completely flipped upside down at that point. Yeah. Right. And then like, then he's going to try and figure out, okay, well, do I want to pair, do I want to draft another singles or teams player to pair, to make a second team, you know? So now he's got to think, all right, so do I want to go that route or do I want to really put my, all, all my eggs in a basket with Star Wars? Cause I already drafted a Star Wars player because Kaiser took Mara and that's what I really wanted. And I didn't take Brandon Hanna, so but I took so and so. I took Di Milanta, let's say, right. And now it would it would implore me to take another Star Wars player, but I won't have another crack at a Star Wars player till I mean a few picks later, the, like the nineteenth. So, but in between that time, what if someone else gets wise and takes the Star Wars player that I want? So should I take him now? It's it's so much well, mental I, gymnastics happening. There's a ton right going on. That's yeah. a great term, mental gymnastics. It's so like much because there's so many different yeah. Like, it, 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 that's what it is because there's so many different things that can happen so many things that you can do for this 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 it's sports yeah. yay <laughs> yeah, so i would have... i would not want to be a manager for this <laughs> right now. yeah molly I, just gets to sit there and be like <laughs> just gonna wait just gonna wait i'm just gonna wait here <laughs> uh but okay so before we get to the trade i, I did want to ask molly did you have any thoughts on on any other factions and their moves like the usual suspects or any of the factions that maybe even kept some of their players from last year uh just looking at all of their choices it all looks like they chose according to how they want their teams to look mm-hmm. which i mean i i guess that's i guess that's smart but i'm still surprised that no one took a chance and and snagged you know some other people for for ig or for star wars uh i and you know star wars I, I can't blame them because there's so many new people coming into Star Wars and like last time Frank, I counted twenty there were twenty seven Star Wars competitors. Yeah. Yeah. And like like Frank said, it's razor thin as as far as like the who could win. You, you know, like we said, uh Scrimshaw got a question technically wrong because he like yeah. he wasn't correct enough. Yeah, he wasn't correct <laughs> right. enough and he lost a game so i mean it's i think you see a lot more of those this year actually i think you see a lot of those i really do that's gonna suck it's gonna suck that's that's just how star wars is you have to be exactly right which as a as a star wars player is a little bit frustrating but that's just where the game is at right now so i don't know i'm waiting for star wars to become spelling if you spell no. it wrong. <laughs> Don't put that into the ether, Brian. Don't do that. Don't do that. Uh, all right, let's let's get to the big one here. So obviously the free agency special ended with uh, Marisol McKee popping up on screen, which we weren't sure was going to happen. Obviously, we expected her to be in the draft. Um, but then it was revealed that she was going to the den. And then right after that, about five minutes, uh, thanks to, to Mr. Janice and, and Mr. Gilmore, um, Christian popped up on screen and there was an official trade. The first official trade of 2021 happened and Shannon trades her eight pick and her nine pick to the den, um, for Marisol reuniting deception, bringing back, uh, four of the five core pieces that Shannon had last year, all while giving Kate the third, the eighth and the ninth pick in the draft, which is a big deal for her. Um, let's just talk about this. Cause there, there's a conversation going on in the community right now. Was it good? Was it smart? Who made better? Who who made it out better? Shannon, Kate, etc. Um, Jill, I'll, I'll start again with you. Um, obviously, we know your love for deception, so it's a good thing. 
But as far as a just commentator breaking it down a little bit, what did you think of all this? I found it very interesting. I can see why people would say, oh, that was a kind of a bad play on Kate's part for giving up such a strong player as Marisol. But with this trade, Kate is going in and she's going into round two with two players more than any other faction, if I'm doing that math correctly. Like, she's going into round two with two more players. Yes. So, having that that end of round one pick plus the first round of round two can change the entirety of the draft. She'll have five people by by nine picks in the draft. Yeah. Yeah. So she'll have almost half of her faction. Yeah. And that's big. Like you said, and that's, that's huge. And I think people aren't realizing that people are like, Oh my gosh, she gave up Marisol to Shannon. What is she doing? Kate knows what she's doing. Like we, I know Kate, Kate knows what she's doing. And I think while some people might go, Oh my gosh, giving up Marisol was probably not a great move. Kate has her pick of the litter really yeah. at this point. Kate can re- uh-oh. What a Uh-oh. horrible freeze, too. <laughs> there, I'm back. Oh, you're back. <laughs> I, have, I have the Ethernet plugged in and everything. Sean, okay. get off the Ethernet. <laughs> no, uh, where did I leave off after freezing? Uh, I said that Kate has the pick of the litter. Yeah. Yes, that's, yes. Basically, that's basically what I had said, that Kate has the pick of the litter. So she can build really her entire faction within the first two rounds and like that's scary yeah, yeah. that's scary well she could pick mara <laughs> yeah and all you make a great point i mean say, say mara does fall right and, and we saw ben play intergeekdom last year but it would give him a chance to focus up a little bit more on something like singles and teams and solidify maybe a, a paul preston ben goddard relationship as a team um, and, and she can get a heavy hitter in either IG or Star Wars and something that she desperately needed last year in IG, right? She didn't really have a staple player to in that tournament. And like Frank said earlier, that could be a catalyst this year. IG could really be a catalyst this year, and she's able to lock something up in that third pick and then add two more in the eight and nine. She could come out of it a lot stronger than people are giving her credit for. Yeah, yeah. I, I made a killer pick. To, to be I, I think it was... I think it was a win-win for both sides, honestly. I think so, too. I don't think anyone really had – I don't think anyone lost in that trade. I think it was a pretty solid yeah. trade. I was going to say that I don't think it was that horrible of a trade because corruption has their foot in in kind of all three pools now. We have to remember, deception was not a thing that got to be played with for a whole year. Adam they came match. in. Two matches. They played two matches. They played two matches. Yeah, but I'm saying like they didn't get a whole year to work together and learn each other's strengths and stuff. Adam came in halfway through. Um, Kate, on the other hand, Paul Preston had a, a bad year. Do I expect him to do bad again next year? Absolutely not. Ben had a freaking great year. He's not a slouch of a player. Like people are. I feel like since he played so long ago, people are kind of just like, oh, Ben, like, you know, like he had a great year. He played in three of the four divisions and did really well. So he's not a bad pick. So Kate has those two. And then by the end of the second round, she's going to have three more people. Mm -hmm. I don't see really 
a lose lose situation that people were saying uh, yeah. personally. Um, to me, the only person that probably loses out of this is Laura Kelly. I don't see her going to corruption. Yeah, I don't see her following follow Jesus falling that late. She'll, she'll probably she'll probably be within the first three picks anyway. I agree. I mean, I I just don't see her going. I mean, when is Shannon's next pick? Uh, it's pretty freaking 25th. far away. 25th. Exactly. 25th. Yeah, she she's gonna she's gonna have to do a really good job of drafting late, and then hope that some manager, whoever drafts her, whoever drafts Laura, will make a deal with the players that Shannon has. Mm -hmm. Yeah. Other than that. Other than Laura, I don't see a loser in this trade. Mm -hmm. Personally, you give you give now Marisol and Adam from we know they've already started. They've been playing for half a season. Now you're going to give them the full time to work. They could be scary. Mm -hmm. So, Molly, what do you think? I I, I don't know anymore. <laughs> Brain gymnastics. It's just <laughs> once we hit the two hours with Molly, it's all right. <laughs> just well, like, time to go back to Star Wars. It's like, someone, someone, pick me. <laughs> <laughs> I need to go study. <laughs> yeah, we're taking Speaking away study time. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Uh, Frank. I mean, what about you? Yeah. So I'll say I like the fact that Kate went and got the eighth and ninth picks. I think that's huge. I don't, I think the cost of it though, sending Marisol back to corruption, I don't particularly like that aspect of the deal. I understand that was, you know, the precondition on it all um, because reuniting Marisol with Adam Collins, you know, I, uh, I think Jen said it on the, on the rundown, like Marisol and Adam, they don't have to play catch up or figure out a rhythm or a chemistry. They're already, they're already there. Like yeah. they don't have to do any of that kind of grunt work that these newer teams might have to do uh, coming into this year. They're they're already um, at that level where they don't they can just pick up where they left off and boom go. They're going to be a dangerous team. Um, that's why I don't particularly like. Uh, I, that's why I don't like about the deal. But I understand that was the deal that had to be made, and so I commend Kate for pulling the trigger on that because it's not easy to see a, a team that you're probably going to have to face somewhere down the line, especially if you're going to have Ben Goddard and Paul Preston as a team, there'll be 0-0, Deception's 1-1. One one. If Ben and, and, and Paul win a match, they could very well beat Deception, and that's something that you know they'll have to rectify if that day comes because you just put that together through a trade, but hopefully you picked well enough with your 8th and ninth picks that... Um, it turns out to be a good deal. Because right now, I, I think it's, for me, I would say it's fair to say, who knows if it's a good deal or not deal at this point. It's, it's, it's still a good deal for corruption, for sure. But for Kate, she can make it a good deal as long as she puts something together with those eighth and ninth picks. And we won't know that until the draft. And that's, I think, we can have more of a clear picture of how did everyone come out with this draft. Yeah, it, it'll... It depending on how she drafts, we'll see how good that trade really ends up. You're right. It, it, it'll be interesting. After those first nine picks, we'll see how well Kate really did end up trading trading Marisol back. But we'll, we'll see. She, um, the players are certainly there to do it, to, to yes. make it worth her while, from what I'm kind of like theorizing. So there is a combination of players that I think would 
quiet the crowd, but also uh, Kate would feel pretty good about her prospects at that point. It'll definitely be fun. Um, the draft is definitely going to be interesting. The free agency special made it very interesting, and uh, it's only going to continue the rest of the week. Uh, so uh, we will wrap that tonight on that conversation. I know it's a very, very uh, long POV for tonight, but we had a great conversation with a lot of great people. Uh, obviously, at the beginning of the show, we had uh, rookies Lacey Gillerin and Jacoby Bancroft on, on with us, and then we were joined by Mr. John Outlaw Roca uh, about the hour mark, and then obviously joined, bombarded. Okay, by John the Outlaw uh, then and then uh, obviously thanks to Frank for joining us for free agent talk um, as always Frank it's, it's a pleasure having you on the show and, and talking some good stuff you always bring different insight and and getting the behind the scenes look at everything yeah thanks yeah, for inviting me I appreciate it whenever you want to leave those two behind and come join this just love it. <laughs> <laughs> uh, but yeah so that's going to wrap up POV tonight uh, before we head out I'll let everybody um, you know, send them off to their socials and everything. Frank, I'll start with you. Where can everybody find you online? Yeah, you can find me on uh, Twitter, Instagram, FreakyJ29. The Schmodown Rundown, obviously. We'll be we'll do a, a special after the draft this Friday, but then the following week we'll be airing Thursdays at 6 p.m. on the SEN Network, uh, and that's that'll be our regular schedule for the rest of the season. Sweet. And uh, Molly? You can find me nowhere because I'll be studying. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Great answer. Great answer. Brian is about to be Luke on Octo. Leave me alone. <laughs> Go away. <laughs> uh, uh, Instagram, Twitter, B of all, you know, uh, and anywhere Jake is. is I would like uh, to say, though, to Brian's, uh, we never found out Roka's favorite candy. You think he was going to sit there and just sit there? Yeah, and be I like, purposely oh, did not or something. I purposely <laughs> did not ask. So, uh, yeah. Probably uh, several yeah. lemon heads or something like that. <laughs> <laughs> Probably black licorice. Oh, God. Yeah. Uh, Jill, what about you? Uh, you can find me on Twitter, Instagram, Julie Marie, two Y's, two E's. Uh, you can also, I will be taking Molly away from her study session on February the 6th for our episode of Happy Hour. Uh, we will be joined with our significant others, Alex Damon, Sean Sullivan, and we will be joined by. No I have no proof, apparently, that that's going to happen. <laughs> um, we'll also be joined by uh, Brandon Hanna, Sabrina Ramirez. We are going to be doing a newlywed game episode of Happy Hour, so be sure to come hang out with us on through the 6th. And Abby. Um, and Abby Friel will be hosting. Um, Sean, be Sean came in to tell me that it hailed outside, so he just brought me a handful oh. of hail. So. Nice. Oh. Okay, so there's a lot of plugs I'm going to do. So we are actually going to be here um, oh, Monday. God help us this week. Monday, Tuesday, Wednesday. And then uh, I don't think we have anything Thursday. We have a Patreon watch along on Thursday for you patron members. Um, but we're going to be doing rookie interviews on, uh, on Monday, Tuesday, Wednesday. Uh, I'll announce who uh, tomorrow on our Twitter. Um, and so you can follow that at Schmodown POV, but we're going to be here interviewing some rookies um, for the rest of the week. And then we'll be back on Sunday as well, recapping what the draft is and what happened. Um, yeah, so there, good. You go. there you so go. Good. Uh, but I also good, did yeah. want to plug this. This is something that's going to be upcoming in the next few weeks as well. We're officially going forward with a fantasy league. Um, I know someone in, uh, in the chat earlier asked if we were doing a mock draft. We're not doing a mock draft. We're doing an actual fantasy league. We're going to be drafting players and competing fantasy sports style with our teams, our personal teams. We're not picking factions. We're making our own. And that'll be a thing that happens throughout the year. And yes, Mr. Frank Janice will be joining us for that one. That's right. Uh, you have to make for us uh, entering the fantasy league season. <laughs> I mean, Abby, 
I mean, Abby did say someone with sunglasses is going to win, but she didn't that's specify. Oh, in that thumbnail, yeah. yeah, yeah. Mm. <laughs> we'll see how that shakes up. But that's going to be a lot of fun. Uh, we're also going to be joined by uh, Mr. Sean Sullivan, Dwayne Burke, and Abby Creel for that one. So that'll be a lot of fun. Sean, um, you're doing it. It's <laughs> it's forced at this point. Uh, but yeah, so you can find uh, uh, myself, Qui-Gon Jake, all over social. Two ends. We got someone else to go before I did. If you guys are interested in more POV content, watch-alongs, reactions, Q&As, that type of stuff. Hit us up on the Patreon link, which is right down there below. Also, everything is in the description, as well as all of our, all of our personal stuff as well. So, uh, for everyone watching the entire time, to uh, to Lacey, to Jacoby, to uh, the Outlaw, and to Frank, thank you guys so much for joining us, and thank you all for watching this entire time. And we will see you guys for the rest of the week. <laughs>